This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello! Oh, okay. I'm like, wait, wait, no. <laughs> it's me, uh, Jasper William Cartwright. Oh, flying on. Energy. I was on through. The energy that I came in with there. Uh, it's me, Jasper William Cartwright, and I am joined today by. Hi. Oh, this is a spooky hi. It's me, Olivia Kennedy, but you can call me Liv. And <laughs> darkness falls across the land. Yeah. The midnight hour is close at hand. Ooh. And it is I, Jeremy Cobb. But Lobin of Roxley calls me. The dice is right with Cobb Barker. Good. Yes, and on today's extremely spooky episode <laughs> so of spooky. Three Black Halflings, oh my God, that's I, I don't know what that voice was. Extremely spooky. It's so spooky. Oh my God. Snagglepost. Today's extremely spooky episode of Three Black Halflings, we have a special guest, a guest Game Master, the Ooh. Game Master of Spot Hidden, a Call of Cthulhu stream that he created, an actor, improviser, Game Master, part of Becca Scott's Good Time Society. He's worked extensively with Paizo, and he performs Ooh. weekly at NYC's Pit, which stands for the People's, not Performers, Improv <laughs> Theater. <laughs> Woo! Ladies, gentlemen, everything in between, it is... London Carlisle. What's up, everybody? Hello. It is I, the Black Gnome, London Carlisle. (laughs) (laughs) Related to the halflings, but not exactly similar. I love that. That's super cute. Cousin, perhaps, of the the halflings. I love that so much. I am so excited to be here. Like, I I love listening to you all and to to be Mm -hmm. talking to you. And to be playing with you, that's amazing. And I'm so so thankful for that. So thank yes. you for having me. Thank oh, you thank so you. much for GMing for us. Like that's this is an yeah. honor. Yeah. Thank you so much. This, yeah. this is something we've been wanting to do for a while. Uh I guess I mean London, why don't you tell us what the hell we're doing? <gasps> what are we well, doing? Well, everyone, we are playing Call of Cthulhu. Damn. 
on this oh, shit. I didn't realize. Episode. I'm out. This is too scary. <laughs> no. Oh, he's gone. Yeah, he's close I just want to say my lines include anything frightening, uh, <laughs> violence, death, danger, yeah, peril. Can we, just, can we just pivot to Laundry Wonder Home? Is that okay? Yeah. Can we just pivot to a Wonder Home game? Sure. Right? Sure. All right. <laughs> if the atmosphere any... starts to get un- unnecessarily yeah. ooky or spooky, uh, I will be out. Unfortunately. Anything slightly unsca- unsettling, and I will do a little bit, a little pee pee. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, a just, little a, just a little pee-pee. Just a little pee-pee. Whenever it happens. <laughs> <laughs> this will be scary. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you all, but you gotta give me a chance here. Just you know, just mm-hmm. we'll, we'll ease into the spookiness. Okay. You know? okay, okay, okay. Fine. But we're not I'm just excited. playing Call of Cthulhu today. We're not just playing straight up Call of Cthulhu. We are playing my favorite campaign setting for Call of Cthulhu, which is called Harlem Unbound. It's created by Chris Spivey of Darker Hue Studios. Um, it is set during the Harlem Renaissance, which obviously um, was a very um, creative time in New York's history and African-Americans history and black history period. Um, so putting uh, the horrors of, you know, the oppression and ra- racism that, you know, these people experience, we still experience today up against the horrors of Lovecraftian mythos. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a great combination, something that I really connected with, that a lot of people have connected with. And so that's what I'm running for you all today. One of those scenarios. I mm. love it. Is this is this like a bit of love, like Lovecraft country vibes? Is that like because I don't know if that's uh, mm. anyone is similar, like yeah, repurposing it, it, of Lovecraftian stuff? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's 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 us telling um, our own stories, um, almost as a form of protest against you know the uh, yeah. the, the racism, um, mm-hmm. the prejudice. Uh, it was also in the mind of Lovecraft. So this is more wait, about us. Wait, than Lovecraft was racist. What? <laughs> <laughs> His cat was named what? <laughs> oh God! Don't no, even. Bro. Not the that cat. Was, yeah, bro. Not that, the that, cat, Lovecraft man. was racist. Lovecraft was racist. Everyone, just so you know, super racist. Very yeah. racist. <laughs> so so racist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Chris Spivey in this book in in Harlem Unbound, published by Chaosium, he has this great like little like write up. It, it says Lovecraft was a racist in this box. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's uh-huh. just so. Um, beautifully written right and the little final paragraph of it i just want to give that to you really quick it says no matter how i feel about it lovecraft's work has cultural impact and i use his work to try to make a better more inclusive world you can help by acknowledging the truth dismantling it and building a foundation of inclusion with what you have learned we do this in game and in the real world so say it with me and i will move on lovecraft was a racist we'll use his fear and pettiness for something better and that's what we're going to do on this episode of Free Black Apple. So I'm excited oh, to do this. Yes. Love that. Excellently put. Yes. Eloquently put. This is really a good like, The like, black I, gnome I, has slid right into place. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Take like your a seat, glove. sir. Take your seat. <laughs> like, pat, come pat. to the table. Like, yes. That is like. Pat, the pat best. with me patting the chair, not like patting you on the head. Like, well done. Yes, good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> good little, so condescending, good just straight up. <laughs> it was like a, it was a classic football coach slap on the butt. Like, good hustle out there, kid. Good hustle. Pat, pat. Way to stick it to the races, boy. <laughs> I'm not on your team. <laughs> yeah, I'm not on your team. The little hat and the whistle. Just oh, there for some reason. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, sorry, wrong school. <laughs> just like, that's wrong school. No, that's exactly. Not, okay. not at all. Not at all. 
Yes. Uh, right. Okay. It's yeah. Is the is the table the table mine or are you all ready to play? Yeah, please to take the table. Take, 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 you have to kind of. You you've just it said it. it. Yeah. You've done such a good job <laughs> setting the table. You might mm-hmm. as well take it. Mm-hmm. Take Let's it. do it. Take the whole Let's thing. do it. Any okay. questions before we get started with tonight's investigation? Uh, I guess it's just like the only thing that's really uh, worth flagging to start at the top is that like we haven't played Call of Cthulhu uh, mm-hmm. much before. So for like audience people at home who are like, oh man, what's happening? Like London, you're going to be kind of coaching us as well through yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the way not through. played Cthulhu before, like stick around because you hopefully will learn a few things like we will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have one question. Wait, before it gets scary, hang on. But just one more thing. This will help the, anyone who doesn't know. Lower is better, yes. So if I'm looking at my skills and I say, oh, that's low, I'm like, oh, that's a good thing to have. Yes. <laughs> no, well, ro- not rolling lower is better. On your yeah. sheets, oh. everything you see is a percentage, right? Oh. So that's your percentage of success, basically. The higher oh. the number. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, I have end. like Got two it. things as I feel confident about. Other than that, I suck. <laughs> I was well, like, oh boy, okay. <laughs> in Call of Cthulhu, you are all people. We aren't D&D heroes, you know? We don't have all the, the, the magic and the swords. And one of you does have a spell, but casting spells in this is sanity racking. It's 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 a, it's taxing to do that. So mm. that's really the flavor of being, you know, just a normal person up against a big, scary universe. Yeah, is is, is this mm. this flavor oh, too real? Mm-hmm. All right, London, let's yes. go. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's yeah. get spooky. Yeah. New York City, December 29th, 1927. Prohibition here is in full swing and bootleggers are living high. African-Americans flee the oppressive South for new horizons, creating a brand new culture in Harlem. This evening, the temperatures hover in the single digits, but the wind chill makes it feel even colder. Some snow remains on the ground and people on the street move quickly. They wrap their fine coats around themselves, hugging them tight against their bodies. People hurtle together inside as well, listening to the music of Fats Waller, Duke Ellington. But there's a feeling of possibility in the air. This is a possibility like never before. But even in this land of dreams, Harlem cannot escape a nightmare. Now, it's cold outside, but you three are quite warm. You have all accepted an invitation for an informal lecture. You are in the home of Aunt June Hampton. She has this salon in this um, sort of a walk-up building in Harlem here. It's an open sort of floor plan. You can see um, exposed structural supports just wrapped in Christmas decorations from a few days before. The holiday spirit is still high in here, and there is people milling about. There is much activity in here as people talk amongst each other. They take in the spread of food that is there. In fact, the smell of this deliciously cooked food is just hanging in the air, mixing with the smell of coffee, 
hot chocolates, all sorts of things like that. Very inviting, right? Well, mm. let's meet some of our guests. Who would like to introduce their character first? Who do we see mingling about this high Harlem society here? Ooh. 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 I mean, should, should we roll to see who goes first? That's such a good idea. Oh, <laughs> is better, right? Lower is better. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. Whoever gets the lowest roll um, will oh. succeed. So you're going to roll a D100. Okay. Oh, I'm rolling. Damn. I, okay. Can we like, can we uh, go back <laughs> on this? Because I just rolled so well that you I don't want to. You rolled pretty uh, well. <laughs> yeah. I just rolled a two. Come on. Oh, you beat me. I got a, I rolled physical dice and got a 16. Yeah. I rolled it. Oh, I got a 63. Got a so don't worry about me. I'll be back here. Good. <laughs> 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 So with the two, it looks like we know who's going first. Jasper, please introduce your character. What do they look like? Who are they? Sure. So I think uh, probably Tuck's closest to... Uh, is there a bookshelf uh, of some description? Here? Oh, yeah, yeah. There is okay. a bookshelf just like right on the side of the way here, filled to the brim with books and, and, and little knickknacks and uh, decorative uh, things as well. Excellent. So I think you see a uh, pretty average height, quite skinny guy in a uh, rather kind of like lavish looking um, kind of uh, dressing gown type, uh, like evening attire. Um, and he's at whiskey in one hand and is sort of mm. perusing the books, occasionally picking one up and having a flick through. Uh, Humphrey Winters uh, is a uh, yeah a black man. He's got a, a bald head, and you can see he's got like a few little scars. It like from his facial features, he looks a bit weathered. Like he doesn't look like the typical kind of person you'd see in this kind of high society. He looks like he's worked some hard days in his life. He's got rough hands, uh, and um, and I think he probably is. Uh, if he ever has a hand free, he's like always fidgeting with a pen. Uh, mm -hmm. And he has a cane by his side, which is currently like propped up against the bookshelf, uh, as he seems to walk with a bit of a bit of a limp. Uh, so that's uh, Humphrey Winters. Now, probably, uh, like, is there a bartender or, or something? Yeah, there is, and there's also you know servers milling about. They have like little hors d'oeuvres on these silver platters that they're bringing around, giving to each person here. Little sausages on these like little cracker type um, things there. Oh, awesome! Thank you. I'll uh, yeah, I'll grab one of those. Mm. Could you, uh, is there any way I could get another whiskey? That'd be awesome. Hmm. Right away, right away. We'll Thank bring you that so right much. to you. I appreciate that. Uh, and I think you can just tell Humphrey's not, like, uh, settled in this. Uh, like, this isn't his arena normally. He's a bit, like, mm. uncomfortable. He's kind of fidgeting in the, in the nice clothes. Uh, yeah, Humphrey Winters. <clears throat> I noticed yeah. that you have gravitated towards your sort of, I guess, your safe space in, in here. May I have a library use roll as oh, you yes. were sort of Ooh. going through? First roll of the game. A yeah. library use roll of the game. Yes. yes. That is a 36 uh, versus 70. That's right. Yes. I'm a books boy. <laughs> <laughs> so you have picked up this, uh, this book of poetry off of the shelf. Um, it says The Weary Blues by Langston Hughes on the cover of oh. You would know that this came out last year to rave reviews and something else that you would notice is that Langston Hughes is in the building. This young man, this, this student here is seen milling about amongst the people. Someone um, 
that they sort of uh, pass in front of is Alan Locke, another sort of staple of, of, of the movement at this time. They both talk to Aunt June Hampton, who, who sort of runs this place. You notice them across the room as you hold this book here. Okay, Let's... I'll have like two more drinks, and then I'll, then I'll approach. Then I can probably go and uh, talk to them. I just don't want to bother. Oh, God. Oh, okay, this is fine. This is so fine. This is so fine. Where, <laughs> where is, where are my friends? <laughs> this is, whoa, this poetry is good. Damn. So this is whiskey. Okay. I like this. This is cool. Of course. Uh, yeah. You are not alone. You did not come here alone. You have a partner, I should say. Mm-hmm. Would you like yes. to introduce your character? Uh, absolutely. Oh, that was my dog in the background. Ignore that. Um, maybe she's carrying a little dog with her. Actually, no, this is a horror film. <laughs> you don't um, know. <laughs> I'm not bringing a dog in. Um, <laughs> um, my name is Lady Abilene Declare. Um, and I do declare that I am wearing, I'm going to shift back into my normal voice. I'm wearing, <laughs> um, I'm wearing like, um, a, a, um, a big fancy hat. I've got myself, uh, like a, um, a dress that like is extremely modest but like also extremely fashionable for the time um so like it goes all the way like down to like my ankles and like um it's got like um uh, frilly like uh wrists and uh, i got a frilly lace going around uh, my neck and everything um and it's just a nice nice deep pink um she's very feminine in, in everything that she wears and that she does um and uh and she is extremely be- beautiful of course um and uh she has an easygoing smile as she kind of looks around the room um she is um she's like her eyes she this she she everything is this is just super, supernatural for her not supernatural super very natural for her um yeah this is just where she's meant to be Important distinction exactly <laughs> um she is a high society uh woman of color um and uh, she's she's just kind of working the room i would say um and that is that is her uh, she'll i think she'll kind of maybe spot um humphrey looking a bit amiss and then she'll kind of looking a bit dismayed just kind of like oh God, why can't you be cool humphrey my god um she'll just kind of like uh, go over to him and we'll kind of like adjust like like his tie if he's wearing one or something like that and just be like uh, my dear humphrey how are you uh, feeling you seem a bit out of sorts yeah just these these things aren't really my bag you know i uh no, I feel a no. little uh, uh off center you know yeah i, I can uh, I, I would um agree with you there but it's there is nothing to be worried about um we are simply amongst friends we're having a good time i mean wouldn't you say this is a really good time humphrey yeah sure this is an awesome time i got i got whiskey i got books uh langston hughes is just over there like totally normal ah uh, so uh, yes uh langston my good good friend i'm good friends with so many of these people in this room it's all about being in high society you see and you know what humphrey we're gonna we're gonna get you there because any partner of mine is a partner in everything books and uh, i mean i like i look around shiftedly (laughs) (laughs) i mean if i mean books hypothetically yeah sure uh yeah i mean look i don't want to i don't want to bother anyone no one really knows who i am anyway and i am okay with keeping it that way you know i don't (laughs) i don't want to ruffle any uh feathers you know 
So uh, let's just, we don't have to worry about it. It's cool. I just, uh, I'll just drink my whiskey. It's cool. cool. Yeah, wonderful. Um, if you need me for anything, I'm right here. Don't forget that. Laura is I always won't. the face that you need. Yeah, as always, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, she will sip her cocktail that she has and look around the room just haughtily. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But with good reason, right? Uh, as you mentioned, you were part of this high society here. You are one of the Harlem elite, one of the creators. You are a, a, an artist. You are an author. And I am. <laughs> well, and just as, you know, Lang- Langston Hughes has these rave reviews, your works also are just reviewed very, very well. I'm sure you have fans in this room as people also look around spying you saying, declare, declare. You can hear the whispers from the room as they sort of point you out for your beautiful works. <laughs> and I nod and I say, yes, yeah, yes, that is me. <laughs> Humphrey absolutely kind of like uh, tries to like overhear someone talking about declare and just sort of has a wry smile to himself. Just okay Um, i will okay okay takes out his pen makes a note (laughs) i will lean into humphrey and i will say what happened at the end of the last book (laughs) 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 i just i'll I'll lean down and just go everybody died but it was okay because um they uh it was was what it was what needed to happen Ah, yeah. I mean, everybody died. Really? Oh, no. <laughs> I look around like, <laughs> smiling politely like, oh, I'm going to have to do damage control. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> just as you came around, just as you went around going, yeah, such a happy ending it had. Such a happy ending. <laughs> happy ending. But happy because it needed to happen, you know? It needed to happen. It's it fine. Needed yeah. It needed to happen. <laughs> Across the room, that group that I mentioned earlier of Hampton, um, the young Langston Hughes, um, Alan Locke, all standing there. Uh, Hampton, she cradles this large gray cat um, that purrs pretty noisily. Um, you can see the oh. smiles of people, you know, sort of, you know, going to try to talk to the cat. It's, it's sort of, again, just, just purring, purring wildly um, at this point. And Locke seems to be shifting from side to side very nervously. I'm not sure why. Hmm. Who else do we have in this room? Who else might notice you two? Or perhaps just declare the star of the show here. <laughs> Jeremy, uh, please yes. introduce your character. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, standing, I imagine, near the trio, uh, possibly among the trio of Locke, Hughes and Hampton is a very tall individual, probably about six foot two, uh, relatively heavy set, uh, wearing very nicely dressed, uh, probably in his, I would say mid to well, probably like late twenties or early thirties at this point, uh, tall hair has been straightened and, uh, sort of, uh, swept to the side, uh, rather sweaty due to the toastiness of the room combined with the warm milks that he drinks compulsively. Uh, One hand clutching a glass of warm milk, the other hand uh, clutching a large, uh, still still smoking pipe, uh, wearing a waistcoat, suit, dress shoes, having to habitually push his uh, glasses back up his nose because of of his height, he has to look down at everyone and the, the sweat causes his glasses 
chances to slip down just constantly uh, is Dr. Waldo Reinhardt. Uh, he's, he's standing amongst the three, just like, <laughs> yes, yes, of course. <laughs> uh, but out of the corner of his eye, kind of glancing, I think he's just, uh, very casually keeping tabs on, uh, the location of, uh, Mr. Claire. Oh. Yeah, yes. uh, just out of the corner of his eye. Uh, he takes a pipe. He takes another puff of his pipe, which does not smell like a normal pipe. It is definitely filled with some herbs that he got from another country, probably ceremonial in nature uh, that he smokes in order. They are meant to be calming herbs. So he smokes them these days to help uh, just help keep himself grounded. Uh, and he's, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Yes. Uh, glances over and says, if, if you, you all will excuse me, I, uh, I have to uh, I wish to go check out the literature uh, and step over near to the bookshelf. And then just casually, as I'm standing next to the bookshelf where Miss Declare is. Be like, oh, oh, I do declare Miss Declare. Oh, you hear my catchphrase from Omaha. How, how do you do, friend? Oh, I do wonderfully. Even better now for having met you. Uh, my, please excuse me. I hurriedly put uh, the pipe under one arm. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Wipe my hand off. Dr. Waldo Reinhardt. Uh, and oh, extend a uh, rather meaty palm towards you. Uh, Mr. Reinhardt, delightful to meet you, um, Lady Abilene Declare. Uh, may I introduce my, uh, my friend here, Mr. Humphrey Winters. Uh, it's uh, hey. wonderful to meet you. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Winters, <laughs> Dr. Waldo Reinhardt. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, thanks. Uh, nice to meet you, too. Um, yeah, Henry Winters, uh, pleasure. <clears throat> pleasure to meet you. Uh, sorry, is it Henry or is it Humphrey? Uh, oh, whatever is good. Uh, Humphrey, it's Humphrey. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, I turned Did back to your, no, your own name wrong, my friend. <laughs> I turned back to Lady uh, Lady Ava, uh, or Lady Aveline, and I say, "Your friend seems to be uh, feeling a little bit uh, flustered at the moment. May I ask uh, what uh, what brings you both here this evening?" I oh. am uh, the, the 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 lady's uh, ward, uh, sort of like uh, just help around and uh, make sure she. Has everything she needs. Not, not nothing else. You know, not nothing else but that. We uh, we we work alongside one another. I do my work, my very important work that you know of. I'm a writer. Um, of and uh, yeah, yes. And um, my dear Mr. Winters, uh, assist me in whatever way I may require on that day. Not right. Um, oh, your assistant. Oh, of course. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you both. Yes, and uh, we are here because, of course, we were invited. And I mean, ah, who doesn't love a good December shindig? <laughs> I know I do. Okay, I put. I slowly put down <laughs> Bruce's hand as he raises it. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I'd like to turn to Humphrey and say, "Well, Mister Winters, how fortunate you must be to be working for such a genius as Lady Aveline Declare." I say, "The." Lady Aveline Declare. Thank you. Uh, uh, yeah. I, it, uh, it, the, the, the work's pretty good, I guess. Um, not, not bad. Um, you know, uh, pretty, pretty happy with 
her, her work. Yes. <laughs> so happy, in fact, that he knows my work front to back. I mean, I, I say sometimes if you want to know about my books, you should even go to Humphrey because he reads them so religiously, you know? It's true. It's true. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I suppose I, I ought to ask then, Humphrey, uh, in your opinion, mm-hmm. Was it necessary for, for little Delilah to die at the end of the last novel? Now, I know for the rest it made sense, but little Delilah, she had a whole life ahead of her. But you see, the thing is, is that little Delilah, she represents the actual heartbeat of the movement. And without mm. with her there, it would continue and fester. And actually what it needed to do was regrow, become something else. You see, if you take it and you Mm. allow something to grow afresh, you get something new, something richer. And it's so powerful. So so powerful. (laughs) That's what I think that the lady was going for. That is exactly what I was going for. Thank you so much, Humphrey. Yeah, that is it. It's a good, good, good good That's what I think. That's what I think that the lady (laughs) I don't know. At that moment, (laughs) (laughs) at that moment, um, Aunt June Hampton walks over. Um, She is sort of like a smaller woman, a slight frame, shorter than most. She has this graying hair in this loose perm. And of course, she sort of pets the cat that she has (laughs) sort of uh, in her arms there as she walks over to you. Thank you all for coming once again. It's so good to see you all. The lecture will begin very, very soon. So if you'd like to take your seats, there is some chairs set up in front of the podium over there. Please do. Oh, thank you. Thank you so, so much. much. Humphrey will find a seat as cl- close to the back as possible. Uh, <laughs> just as far as the back as possible. Yeah. I would love, if possible, to just like um, grab Henry um, Humphrey by the arm and just like drag him to the front with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I offer? Uh, can I offer Lady Aveline my arm uh, and say, oh. please? I would be honored if you and your brilliant assistant would deign to sit next to one just a lowly scholar such as I. Oh, well, of course, I'm friends with everyone I meet, and you are no exception. Come along and like take the both by the arms, like, <laughs> and then lead them down to the front. <laughs> okay, great. So since you're sitting at the front as you take your places there, I'm going to ask for a spot hidden roll from each one of you. Ooh. Oh, boy. Okie dokie. Just because of your close proximity towards to the Big front. Big old failure. <laughs> Let's see what you see. Ooh. That's, uh, it's a Ooh. 56 uh, for me. 15. So I think I succeed. Do I succeed? You do succeed. Yay. Yay. You do. I succeeded as well, and I suck at this. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> the glasses. <laughs> yes. So Humphrey and Dr. Waldo, you notice something in this briefcase that's there. This is Alan Locke's briefcase here. It is, you know, sort of like a fine black leather briefcase, but there is a weird shape to it. There is like an obtrusive corner sticking out of some curved wooden object inside the case. And you just sort of clock that. You notice that. Something has been sort of shoved in here and is <laughs> barely staying in. You notice that. I'll tell you that. Um, Mr. Claire does not quite notice that. What happens as you take your seat, um, mm-hmm. the cat <laughs> kind of runs over and just leaps into your lap. Oh, my goodness, a kitty cat. Hello. And she just 
buses at and buses and buses and buses. Yeah. I'm and allergic. The- <laughs> <laughs> so am I. <laughs> we'll break oh, out together. Oh, delightful. Cats are fine. I can uh, take the cat if you want. Hold the cat up to um, Humphrey's face, like, look at this kitty cat, and just like uh, hold yep. that right up. <laughs> okay. As you do that, the cat looks at Humphrey knowingly. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> before it jumps out of your hands and runs away. Oh, just before that, I was like, give the kitty cat a kiss. Oh, he's gone. Oh, you should give him a kiss. Uh, Lady, do you mind if I just nip to the uh, bathroom really quickly? Is that okay? No. <laughs> of course it's not. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, can I, like, uh, meander my way to the bathroom and just try and clock where this cat's going? I don't yeah. I feel like this cat's sore inside my soul and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you were directed to, you know, where the bathrooms are in this, you know, salon area here. The cat, like, sort of leaves this main area, kind of leaves and goes out the, to the hallway, which is quite where the bathroom is so yeah you're able to go and follow that you might round that corner there um no cat Ugh. no cat okay i'm sure that's fine that's it's probably just the whiskey yeah i should get another whiskey okay Wait. <laughs> uh humphrey stands awkwardly in the corridor just like long enough for it to have been for him to have gone to the toilet and then <laughs> comes back in uh, uh, he's like, he was already oh, swaying uh, a fair bit because this whole situation, but that was like, hmm, okay, okay, cool, that's fine. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. That's fine. Keeper of arcane lore, I wish to ask: Have I been to this abode before? Um, I'll leave that up to you. Um, this is something. Um, this is a place where she has lots of gatherings, different mm-hmm. guest speakers, and such. So, if so. Uh, I was thinking that I might have, which is why I asked, because simply because of my connection uh, with some of the other individuals here. I was wondering, have I seen that cat before? Yes, this is her cat. I would say that you would you would know that this is. Well, give me give me an education role. So education in Call of Cthulhu doesn't just mean schooling. It's also sort of like the stuff you've learned just from living. Right. Mm. all right let me find education on here it's at the very top it's one of your Uh attributes Uh aha okay here we go education oh Oh, my goodness (laughs) (laughs) of course you know this cat this is tilby she is um june hampton's just cat okay uh, and I haven't, I, I have not known Tilby to be particularly strange in any way uh, prior to this. No, no. Okay. No, then I probably wouldn't make anything of what just occurred. Yeah. Uh, I think I would turn simply to uh, Lady Aveline and say, well, it appears Humphrey scared Tilby. <laughs> She's oh, not a big no. fan of his. I, it would seem not such a shame. I do love me an animal companion. Um, I myself have a pup left at home safe and sound nothing bad gonna happen to that dog (laughs) excellent i i I have to say uh tilby uh must have incredible literary taste if she wished to jump up and spend time with you but was utterly uh Mm. i suppose repulsed by uh humphrey our dear mr winters i mean what what was that sorry (laughs) oh hello 
Um, Hello. Hello. I was just slathering praise once again upon Miss uh, Lady Abilene for her incredible literary acumen. She like um, slicks her hair a little bit. It's like it's like slicked down and like rippling, but she like tucks a little piece uh, down. She's like, well, thank you so much. I mean, the thing is, the cat, the animals, they are intuitive creatures and that and they know talent when they see it. They do know. They really do, don't they? They do. <laughs> yeah. uh, if, if you do have a little bit of time after the presentation, I was wondering if I might be able to uh, take the, if you might give me the opportunity to pick your brain just a little bit about your literary process. Why <laughs> I, I just turn and stare at the lady like sweating so profusely. <laughs> Her lips are lightly pierced and she's just looking at you. <laughs> I say your books have me absolutely <laughs> spellbound. Well, they do do that. I will try to make time for you. I will try. But of course, I'm a very busy lady, as you may be able to tell. But uh, I will keep it. I will. I will let you. I will let you know. Thank you so much. I will let you know. The lecture is starting soon, probably. <laughs> of course, if not tonight, maybe another time. Oh, uh, yeah. Another time. <laughs> looks at Humphrey like help me <laughs> in her eyes she doesn't say that out loud <laughs> Hampton takes the podium and she begins to speak once again thank you everyone for coming today we have a very special treat for you we have a special lecture um, from someone who is a major voice in the cause of African American independence you may all know his powerful book, The New Negro. Dr. Alan Locke is here to talk about artists returning to their African roots. I know we have artists here in the audience today. So Dr. Locke was lately of Howard University, um, which we're sad to say uh, released him from his position for teaching the radical subject of race relations. But... <laughs> We're sure that this audience um, will be receptive. Dr. Locke, please. As Alan Locke makes his way to the stage, his eyes shift from side to side looking around. You can see him sort of even shifting in his, his suit there. He's, he's sort of constantly moving right now. He's well-dressed, not you know ostentatiously so, but his eyes move to the crowd briefly sees Dr. Reinhardt. He gives Dr. Reinhardt a nod. And he makes his way to the podium. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Hampton, for inviting me to speak tonight. Oh, he's got stage fright. <laughs> oh. Thank you for inviting me to speak tonight. And it just froze like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about the unstable connection here. Let me know uh, if that, that happens again. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, I trust this audience will be a receptive one. And he goes into this speech. It's scheduled to last for about 45 minutes. Um, but at that 45 minute mark, he shows, shows no signs of slowing down. He goes into different topics, eventually evolving into this sad story of a mob attacking and mutilating two young bellmen in Mississippi. 
he continues talking about how action must be taken. He advocates for active action and calling specifically for a march from Harlem all the way into Midtown, coinciding with the New Year's Day parade. May I have a psychology role from everyone? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Damn it. I am not doing well. (laughs) Uh, Failure. Yeah. Yeah. Can I? Oh, this might. You gonna, you gonna. You gonna push your luck. Either. You tell me what's best to probably do here. I could try push my luck or maybe I could spend nine of my luck points. But is that super dumb? <laughs> it's 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 up to you. It's up to you. You can definitely spend nine points if you would like to, or in Call of Cthulhu, you can push the roll, which is you can basically just re-roll. You describe what different sort of avenue you're taking, right? Mm-hmm. But if you fail this next roll, things might be a little worse for you. <laughs> I, I think I think that. Humphrey is slightly alert after the cat encounter mm. and having spotted the briefcase as well and just generally that Locke seems to be a little agitated. Yeah. Uh, I think Humphrey's like, no, 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 I need to like, I need to borrow down, find out what's happening. Like, is, 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 is he okay? Is he okay? Like, yeah. Uh, so instead of just like a cursory glance, like Humphrey's really going to try and yeah. Look here. Yeah. Oh, man, here it goes. Come on, Humphrey. Come on, Humphrey. Yeah. Oh, 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 extreme oh, success. Oh, it. So, something oh, my heart know. was pounding there. That's amazing. <laughs> so good. Whew. Okay. Whew, okay. So, this demand from Dr. Locke is you wouldn't know with that extreme success, it's uncharacteristic of mm. Dr. Locke. It's kind of out of character for him to demand this, uh, this specific sort of um, march in this way. But also, besides that, he's just under extreme duress. He is sweating profusely. You can see that he's even struggling to speak. There's something going on up there in his head and it's really getting to him. By the time his talk is concluding, he appears drained. To your trained eye here, you can see that Dr. Locke is weary. And as excitable members of the audience sort of surround him after the talk, you know, patting him on the back, offering their congratulations. You can see that he just weakly has to go and even take a seat. Now, what would you all like to do? Hey, uh, friends, I... um. I think um, we, uh, I think I might try and have a conversation with, with Locke. I don't know if you noticed, he seems a little edgy and <laughs> far be it for me <laughs> to uh, try and assume what, a, what such a great man is thinking, but it doesn't quite seem to marry with the, the, the Locke that I've read so much, you know, the, 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 the way he talks. I'm a little, you know, I, I want to check in. That he's okay, you, you know, uh, as someone else oh, who I'm... struggles in these kind of social uh, encounters, maybe he might be a friend or something. That surely, Mister Locke was just feeling a little bit nervous about his lecture. I mean, I, I, what do you really think it's worth bothering him? And then I'll look over, seeing nothing but a 
man sat down because <laughs> I got a 90 out uh, when I needed a 10. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, I think I'd step in and say, oh, of course, uh, Dr. Dr. Locke is uh, Locke is extremely uh, friendly and congenial. Uh, he was my uh, professor when I was at Howard. I, I he even wrote me a letter of recommendation to get into Oxford years later. Very kind man. Absolutely. You should go and introduce yourself. Uh, and then just give him like a little, give him a little toast with my warm milk, which I got that, up and refilled twice during the is that warm is that, milk. Is that milk? Yeah. Is that, that warm? Yes, it is. Would you like some? Nope. Nope. I'll take a sip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll just leave those two to their milk, I guess. Mm. Uh, um, what year yeah. is this? <laughs> <laughs> this year, thankfully. Hopefully oh, this year. <laughs> Oh, that should give us some an opportunity to get to know each other a little bit better. Uh, <laughs> I and I'm like, wait, oh, excuse me, Mr. Uh, Mr. Winters, I did forget something. And then I will run over. <laughs> uh, I'll follow along. Excuse me, you still have my milk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as this is all happening, yeah, I'll make my way over to uh, to Lock and I'll say, um, <clears throat> uh, excuse me, uh, <laughs> Mr. Locke, sir, I'm, uh, I, I don't mean to interrupt. Um, I, yes. uh, I'm a, I'm a big, a big fan of your work. And, um, I, uh, it's quite an impassioned speech you, you gave up there. Uh, uh yes. Thank you. I, I always loved it when you, uh, uh, the, the, therefore today, uh, the Negro wishes to be known for what he is, even his faults. I mean, Wow, you know, just powerful stuff. And sorry, anyway, I just kind of wanted to check that, um, you know, like how you're doing. I, I, uh, I, I once wanted to, to to write, and I, you know, I, I get into these like states where I feel a bit overwhelmed and stuff. And I just wanted to check in that, that you're okay because you just seemed a little, um, you know, overwhelmed. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm, I'm quite fine. I've, as of, as of late had a sort of change in philosophy. Um, yeah, I noticed. And, and as we discussed in the lecture, you know, I believe that really returning to the roots, to our African roots is prime importance right now. Equality is a nice sentiment, but a different approach might be advantageous. I'm sorry, it's just a little weak. At that time, Langston Hughes sort of strolls over. Oh. Great speech, Dr. Locke. Uh, hey. Hello, how are you? Hey, hi. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Good, good, good. Um, do, do, do I know you? Um, no. Are you, are you, are you I, I thought, you look uh. like a writer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, no, no, no. Well, never, never picked up a pen. Just immediately put, like, puts his pen in his pocket. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> Don't even know where that came from. <laughs> Langston, nice to meet you. Uh, Humphrey, yeah, Winters, uh, pleasure to. to ah. or, or Henry, you can also go with Henry. That's easier for you. To Humphrey, know. Henry. Right. <laughs> well, I, I really enjoyed Dr. Locke's uh, lecture. I just wanted to invite you and going yeah. around talking to some people. I'm going to have a lunch with good old Dr. Locke tomorrow, right back here. 
just wanted to invite you. Maybe we can um, talk about our opinions on the talk tonight. Yeah, that would be incredible. I, I, I'd love to, um, and I'll kind of like make a point of trying to make eye contact with Locke and say, I'd love to get involved with, um, you, you know, your new methodology. It sounds, uh, it sounds amazing and um, important. So if, if uh, a young man like me can be uh, of service, then um, please yeah. let me know. Yeah, yeah. It's what you get out of him. Uh, Langston sort of starts making his way around the room and, and even sort of brings in the, the other two here. You know, there will be a lunch here tomorrow. I would love to see you there. We can just talk about everything that was, that, that was discussed tonight. How does that sound? Oh, I mean, I would absolutely love that. I do love a good luncheon. Um, yes. What about yourself, uh, uh, Mr. Reinhardt? Oh, well, uh, I, of course, am always up for a wonderful conversation. And if you are there, I'm sure it will be a tremendous conversation. Me? Yes, you specifically, but Me? also yes. you as well, Langston. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing quite well, doing quite well. I'm very, very inspired by what i heard here you know dr Locke has been sort of a mentor to me and mm. and and there, there are some interesting things here that i think we, that we can explore but let's yes. do that tomorrow it's getting late you know i know we all have to get home brave yeah. this snow i was i wanted to ask you langston yes. before yes. you go uh, i noticed a, a strange wooden implement uh perhaps an object sticking out of uh dr Locke's bag his his case i was wondering did he mention anything about that to you i look around oblivious what mm -hmm. as someone who was a student of uh the various arcane occult uh various religions from around the world especially amongst our people i was wondering if perhaps it it related to something from the old country so to speak <laughs> um I, i'm not sure I, I let me let's, let's let's go take a look i'm sure you won't mind Okay. Um, I, I, can I can I try and sweep uh, Lady Aveline with us? Like, come on, you must come take a look. Oh, okay. Whoop. While teacher's back <laughs> is turned, so to speak. Oh, well, well, why not? <laughs> so Langston sort of leads you three over to the briefcase. It's still sitting there. Um, Locke has kind of left it unattended, and carefully looking inside. Uh, hmm, this does look interesting as he removes this wooden mask and the mask Ooh. i'll show it here oh oh the it mask is. oh okay there it has these three eyes it is um has sort of various woods that are inlaid in it um dark woods light woods and like this what looks like hair um sort of like hanging off the mask in all directions it is almost clover shaped, the mask is, but it's pretty large, could fit over someone's um, face. And he says, Oh, yeah, old country indeed. This, this, this is old for sure. <laughs> what do you know about this? Uh, can I roll to, to determine what this incredible object is? Yeah, for sure. Um, so please, Dr. Reinhardt, give me an anthropology role. Oh, and I try doing an anthropology role, role, even though I need to get a one to pass. <laughs> yeah. Do it, do it, do it. Uh, do it. Is, there any, is there any way that I could uh, basically yes. like 
uh, basically what, I, what I'm thinking is Humphrey's like looking at the mask and wondering whether there's any he can think of any references uh, that Locke might have made in his writing, given that mm. I probably will have read like everything that he's written. Uh, mm. So like, is there any, any references that I'm like, like I described a mask with three eyes or anything like that in his literature that maybe springs to mind? Is there anything? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can give me an intelligence roll for that to see, you know, okay. how much you retained. Mm. I got a success on my anthropology. Okay, great. Yeah. I did not succeed. Uh, so Lady Abilene's <laughs> like, oh, a party mask. How delightful. <laughs> I also did not succeed on mine. <laughs> I would say that you can um, actually trace this mask just by looking at the craftsmanship of it. Um, this is a Yoruba mask. Um, you're not sure. Uh, I wouldn't say. Let's see. Did you get a, just a regular success? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You're not sure exactly the the exact location of where it come from, but yes, this is definitely of the Aruba culture. Um, mm. Perhaps it has some relation um, to um, Orisha worship. Uh, this mask. Um, so you know that again, it's it is from uh, it is from Africa, um, and All that's right. that, that's that you know you know those origins of it. Mm. Uh, can I then turn to the rest and say, ah, you see, this mask does, in fact, trace back to the old country, to West Africa, old country, very likely where all of our ancestors came from in one form or another. Uh, this is likely a Yoruba mask of people who are found throughout Western Africa, especially Nigeria. And I do believe that it has a relation to Orisha worship. It's, there are various spirits that it's a, a complicated, complicated religion, but they've key piece of uh, the Yoruba religions uh, and just start like talking about uh, even go into like if you go to, to various areas of the diaspora uh, the African diaspora you can actually find Orisha worship there as well uh, I actually was just in Cuba last year and still just going on and on pontificating <laughs> about this stuff yeah, yeah voodoo Santeria the traces are all, all all there still those are things you would know yeah um, Langston says mm, interesting well, I guess these uh, these these um, cultural pieces are very important to, to lock. Uh, interesting. Oh, I mean, uh, why why do we not ask uh, Mister Locke about this particular mask? It seems fascinating. Yeah, it's an excellent but, idea. We should. We could should. Someone, could someone maybe ask uh, where where he got it from? I'd be interested to know uh, where he acquired such a such a piece. Ah, uh, sure. Um, dear Mr. Locke, Mr. Locke. Mm, yes, yes. Oh, hello, my dear, my dear uh, fellow. Here you go. Um, I, can I grab Locke like some water or something and try to like perk him up? Just kind of try to, you know. Can I offer him yeah. my milk? <laughs> maybe not the milk. I'll maybe not I'll the milk. I'll offer him the whiskey. <laughs> nope, right. maybe not that either. Get it? Nope, stop. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, water, thank, thank you for this. It's quite all right. Um, Mr. Locke, we were wondering, we just noticed this, uh, fascinating piece uh, that you had on your person. Uh, where, where did you acquire such a thing? It is, it, we've been discussing, sounds like it has a fascinating history. Uh, yes, this was sent from um, a colleague of mine um, on his um, adventures over in uh, Nigeria. He sent this to me. He has since passed on, but this specific piece Something that he entrusted me with. I just received it, actually. And... Oh, Are you all right? Oh, oh. Yes. Yes, I just received it, and uh, I just need to take it, take it home. 
my dear man, did you just fall asleep mid-sentence? <laughs> it's, it's quite late. I've done a lot of speaking today. Mm. I'm, I'm staying over at the YMCA, 135th Street. So I, mm. I'm going to return there. We'll see you at this lunch tomorrow at Langston. What's happening? I mean, I, I, I believe. Yes, Linda, we're, we're all today. coming. Yes. All right. Well, I shall retire. <laughs> Let's get yes, this that's home. Good. <laughs> Have a wonderful uh, evening. Thank you. Yes. You you too. Wonderful lecture. Absolutely wonderful. Cannot wait to discuss it more tomorrow. Thank you so much. Mm. Dr. Locke packs his things up and departs. The night is winding down. Langston Hughes waves you all goodbye as he um he's he's visiting in New York right now. Um he goes to the place that he's staying. Um and I assume that you all go to your respective um residences or wherever you're staying here in the city mm. mm-hmm. how do you wind down at night just go around very quickly um dr reinhardt um i was wondering if w- during that evening during the time that i had spent interacting uh with lady aveline if i might <laughs> have been able to snag a hair <laughs> surreptitiously oh my damn Ooh. What, what do you think lady Aveline? i mean i did say at one point that she did smooth her hair back i feel like that would have been like a good opportunity like if one maybe fell i don't know um i i don't know what kooky uh, shit jeremy's got going but i'm into it so yeah why not <laughs> <laughs> i can i i will say it, it up to you uh jeremy but like i feel like you get the sense that humphrey's pretty watchful over the lady mm-hmm. uh so like just whether you did it in humphrey's presence or not let me know because he maybe he picked it up i don't like he might not mm. notice, but maybe mm. he picked it up i mean if it was when you went away to the toilet that would have been yeah that's, that's probably when i would have gone for yeah. it yeah cool yeah uh yeah i would probably would have tried to pick it off then um i would like to uh with your permission uh essentially perform a a ceremony not a harmful ceremony of any kind but a ceremony if i can a kind of divination ceremony that perhaps i've learned about and have carried out in some manner or other in the past uh but i think i would take the i would take the hair as well as the lipstick from the glass that she drank out of when i with a glass of uh warm milk and i would like to perform a divination ritual in order to verify if my earlier suspicions about her are correct. Uh, and she that bright red lipstick. So, you know, that's <laughs> the bad yeah. guy. I, I, but should I say what my suspicions were or should I keep those to myself? I will let you decide, uh, keeper of the lore. I'm curious as to what they are. So you can give oh, me, they're you in my backstory. This is not out of nowhere. <laughs> okay. 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 Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I get it now. Yes. Um, yeah. If you would like to share that, you can, but let's get an occult role from you. Okay. Baby, don't fail on this one. This feels like a bad one to fail on. Yeah. Yes, that would be unfortunate. I get the bird. Success. Hey. Oh. I don't know whether that's good or not. Oh, hey, maybe. I, I want to know. Is she actually magical? Oh. Is there some kind of magic? Because I've been suspecting for a while that with how powerful these books are, I have suspected that there might have been, and not only that, but just looking for presence of 
powerful of, of magic uh, people with the, the the power of the supernatural in the black community in New York. I think I would have been doing rituals to try and find people. And there have been signs that have pointed in her direction. And I think my conclusion was like, of course, she must have been working her magic through her books. And upon meeting <laughs> her, even though I didn't get a chance to really talk to her, I would have liked to be trying to determine, is there something magical about this woman? What would you oh, know? In the charm and the way she holds herself, of course. <laughs> uh, with, a, with, a, with a success on an occult role, would I get anything else on that? I will say from your, from your observations here, trying to really read and, and divine surrounding the lady, I'll give you one flash of one thing. Something that you sort of see just in your mind's eye as you look at her. There is a tinge of something magical there. She can do magical things for sure, but there is this twisting sort of yellow sign that pops into your mind mm. in connection with Lady Declare. Oh, wow. Do I recognize this sign from any of my research? No. Oh, I would like to make as a notation of the sign, uh, as well as like what the exact name, ritual and the nature and everything, the time it was when it came to me, just fully note, uh, fully note down all the details I can get about this in, mm -hmm. in preparation uh, for. So it doesn't even it doesn't even look like it. Could I even even pinpoint a culture maybe that it might be associated with this? Also, is yeah, go ahead. Seemingly, seemingly alien. You know, it's just just yellow sort of scribble it almost looks like tentacles or like some sort of tendrils coming off of a central little point but it is yellow and it sort of pops in your head very 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 quickly what this yellow means is a happy declare, color yeah, yeah uh, now i'm real uh, excited who knows, i can't wait for tomorrow <laughs> immediately after that i go to bed and can barely i'm like i'm just sitting in bed like oh this is so exciting <laughs> if she casts her spell maybe we'll we'll learn a little more about this or something mm -hmm. but oh, yeah. that's that's hers that's hers yes now, i mean i do intend to but still we'll see <laughs> yes so as you sort of you know you're doing that and you gain that information on her the night comes. It's bedtime. And as you all sort of rest from your, your day, you all drift off to sleep and you all dream. You all dream about this ghostly moon that's high in the sky. It hangs beyond the canopy of this impenetrable forest. Night presses thick from all directions around you. You stand in the middle of this forest, naked, fixed in place, while the world around you seems timeless. You wake up. It's time for this lunch. And after sort of whispers between you all about sort of strange dreams, including from Langston Hughes himself, as he talks about his strange dream where he was alone in a forest at night. He was naked. He couldn't move. And he realized that each of you have also had this dream. What could it mean, he says to you all, as you sit at this table at lunch, Dr. Lockenlinks. Oh, the Keeper of Arcane Law. 
Oh, where is this cat? Why <laughs> <laughs> oh, have I on this cat? <laughs> Give me spot hidden. Give me a spot hidden roll. Ah, <laughs> I feel like I passed this one out of sheer luck. <laughs> nope. Oh. <laughs> That's a big old nope. Oh. <laughs> Anybody else want to give one? Um, if you tell me that you're looking for the cat, I'll be like, oh, I do love does a cat. Oh, uh, yeah. Does anyone want uh, to see this, get this cat? I, uh, <laughs> oh, oh just, cute I feel kitty. like we made a connection and I can't seem to uh, find it. Uh, I stop doing and looking around. Um, no, I do not see a cat. Uh, um, while this is happening, I would like to. I would like to absolutely. Uh, I would be like thinking very hard if I can remember anything about like that would be related to not only the topic of shared dreaming but also the specifics of the dream uh, mm. in in conjunction with anything that I've studied in my years as a researcher. Hmm. Okay. Okay, yeah. Hmm, yes. I will say education for this. Education. Very important. Um, Education. Success! Yes! There we go. Yeah. As far as shared dreaming goes, um, you have... You, you have explored uh, certain cultures that will try to induce sort of shared dreaming. Um... Perhaps uh, traveling to this, um, traveling to this, not dimension, but it's sort of like a, a different plane where dreams, where, where all dreams occur, right? Mm. So some people would try to attempt to all sort of um, traverse this at once. And I'll tell you something that you found in your studies. Um, there is like a myth of, 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 a, of a dream land involving a forest that you can visit you descend these 700 steps into this forest and you're in the land of dreams people have communed with loved ones across great distances this way is something that you've learned about just in your studies that's a nice little story you didn't see any steps in in this dream you all were just kind of there but you all did have this shared dream I would like um, to pass that on. Yeah, pass that information on with like the usual flourish. Like sometimes when in a foreign land, such as the land of dreams, it's safer to go together. Uh, and that would be like the finish. Once again, with the warm milk, uh, I then sip my warm milk at the end of the tale. Well, we've had no explanation of that. Um, she will sip on her. Um, what time of the day is it? Lunch? Oh, I soda, water. I don't know what she'll have. Um, what do fancy people drink? Uh, that. Uh, and then she will kind of think to herself could she sense perhaps that there was any kind of nefarious intent behind this shared dream is that something that she would have like any kind of like um scope of i'll say no role required there wasn't anything Mm -hmm. really happening you were just okay you were just there right Mm -hmm. you were just there alone maybe may i have a power role Power roll, you've got it. Oh, yeah, this is sort of like your your magical potential. Oh, force of will. She'll kind of like um, underneath the tablecloth, so that we can see. She'll kind of grip the sides of her chair, and we'll like focus down, and we'll try this. Oh my god! Okay, no, absolutely not. Rolled a ninety, and I needed an eighty. Absolutely not. No, London, I'm not letting it happen. Um, (laughs) I'm gonna push my luck. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Push my luck. Don't you push it? Yeah. Okay. 
cool. Um, and when she doesn't sense anything, she's going to grip even harder and she will even just kind of like dig her feet into the ground and she will just like really push it. So can I, as, uh, as the lady is doing this, I kind of like noticing, I feel like I've seen stuff slightly. like this before. Do you know what I mean? Like we're pretty close. I, I know that there's stuff going on with the lady. I'll kind of like just, uh, uh, I kind of like offer a kind of grip on the arm as just like a reassuring like don't worry I got you I'm here also nervous but you got this <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. gives a slight nod and she'll try again I've been rolling terribly that's that's oh, good that's oh, good it's an extreme success every time we yeah. push our luck this is setting a bad precedent it really is just making like ah push my luck it's oh, fine just gamble it's our fine. lives away don't worry about it do I can I just ask do I notice this, <laughs> the information that I gleaned last night do I notice what took place not only for Lady Aveline but also what took place in between or took place between her and Humphrey slash Henry I I would I would say so. Yeah, you're just paying very close attention. So yeah, you would see some sort of shift in understanding there. Can is there any kind of role that I can do to try and be like <laughs> she's doing magic? <laughs> That's magical, man. She, she's not doing any active magic right now, okay. but this is sort of like her her mental capacity for that magic and perceptiveness in terms of the supernatural. Right. <laughs> so I'll tell you this: you were talking about nefarious intent or you know things going on because of that. I will tell you that there were some other things sort of happening right outside of your view. We all have had dreams and forgotten exactly what happened. Hmm. This role you just made is bringing that back into focus for you. Hmm. You, Lady Aveline, you weren't alone in that forest just beyond the trees. The other members of the salon, the other attendees at the lecture were all around, including Dr. Luck was there as well mm. but as far as nefarious things go you would know that Dr. Locke was being approached by this large beast it sort of walks on all oh, four like limbs and has oh. these bright red tentacles that sort of hang down from its ashen hunched back face I'll show this to you here it would have been better what? if you oh. didn't remember. Oh, 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 that's great. The beast. Oh, <laughs> oh the so beast. What Why you remember? <laughs> what you remember is this beast approaching Doctor Locke. The tentacles whoosh, sort of attaching to his face as they move about, almost inspecting, searching for something. Soon. They were trapped, and the beast retreats. Did, did the beast head for anyone else, or was it just Doctor Locke? Okay, just Doctor Locke. Okay, um, you remember this now, and Doctor Locke here at the table just seems even more worn out. There is a scent of suddenly a scent of like pine and wood that makes its way into the air. He sort of just rubs his face. He says, I'm, I'm sorry, everyone. I just, I slept terribly last night. I'm going to need to go again and just lay down. Uh, 
I will, yeah, I'll scoot out my chair um, and stand up and say, oh, uh, Dr. Locke, if you wouldn't mind, I would love to um, uh, maybe help you settle down. Uh, uh, we could get you some water, perhaps, uh, gentlemen. And I'll look at um, Humphrey and, and Dr. Ron- yeah, Reinhardt. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I just uh, I'm just going to head back to, to, to the Y and, and, and just go oh. to bed. Thank you, though. But of thank co- you. I mean, I will I will go up to him and I'll like um, maybe like, you know, hold his hand and be like, oh, it would be as you are uh, an honored guest. It would mean a lot to me to personally escort you back. Is that OK? Maybe yes. I can try and persuade. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Charm yeah. or persuade. OK, OK, OK. I am mm, charming. I'm charming, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're super- I'm charming. I got extreme Whoa, success. Yeah, I'm charming. Yeah. Back to back extreme successes. Okay, yes. <laughs> I would, I would, I would greatly appreciate that if you, you, and, you and your companions could accompany me back. I don't want to fall asleep on the street. Oh, of course not. Uh, yes, uh, gents, and then I will um, take one of uh, Doctor Locke's arms and, mm. and head on out. Is the uh, mask with uh, the, uh, Doctor Locke? He doesn't have his briefcase with him. Doesn't have the briefcase. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, yeah. And are we staying or coming? I miss. I may have misunderstood. Are we staying uh, with with uh, Langston, or are we coming with you? Uh, I did uh, request that you join, but obviously you don't absolutely. Have to. That I'm because uh, okay, cool. I, I want to come, <laughs> but I wanted to make sure. Yeah. Okay. So I absolutely come. I'd like to take his other arm uh, with the and offer him some milk uh, as we come. Oh. <laughs> Freshly warmed. How do you warm warm it? What is your uh, warming method? Yes, well, I bring a cask with me and set yeah. it by the fire. Open, I mm. uh, open it and set it n- right next to the fire. Keep it nice and toasty. Okay, you bring your own big B Y O M. Got it. Um, yes, bring your own milk. Yes, yes. Um, uh, uh, let's just uh, focus on getting uh, the good doctor back to his room, shall we? Of course. <laughs> and I'll kind of like glance back at Humphrey, and I will just like give him like wide eye so that like so that so that dr lock can't see and i'll be like some shit's going down (laughs) Uh, uh. (laughs) can i uh can i just do like a as um i feel like humphrey feels a bit torn like whether to stay or Mm. or to go because i i like he he doesn't feel like he feels like whatever's happening has something to do with like these people as well yeah Uh, like it's and like i think Especially, uh, the cat is like it living rent free in Humphrey's, <laughs> Humphrey's head right now. Like this cat is like in is in here. <laughs> He's um, and I think Humphrey's like, uh, just yeah, maybe you could turn around to the lady and say, um, I, I uh, if I can, like, do like as you know, just as you're like leaving. So there's like we're a bit uh, kind of away from the table, so a little bit more out of earshot. I might just say to the lady, um, I have a concerns that something's happening and I don't want us to miss anything that's here if something's coming for us and we might need to know you know what's happening here as well is that stupid should I just come with you I will um smile to the two um to Dr. Reinhardt and Dr. Locke and I will um uh walk over to Humphrey and I will like say under my breath um make no mistake uh there is something coming for us, so yes, I think that is a good idea. Go ahead and stay, and I will be in touch. If I don't return within the hour, then maybe come looking. 
yeah okay that's uh, same for me i guess uh meet you outside right uh, right okay. in the hour okay cool <laughs> this is fine uh i'll yeah. look at dr reinhardt and sort of make a sort of look after her gesture <laughs> uh i give a nod and a little salute back just like of course yes the milkman will look after me that'll, that'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> I think as Humphrey turns back into the room to look at a table full of like socialites and aristocrats or whatever, just like the biggest gulp of his life as he goes to sit back down. (laughs) He did this. Fuck, I gotta make small talk. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. So as you uh, uh, escort the the doctor back to his uh, room at the YMCA, um, you're able to sort of get him to bed. That's the place he wants to go. Um, very sort of quickly, he falls asleep very quickly. Um, as just from, you know, like a cursory glance, he's not like in like, like a coma or something. He really is just sleeping, but it's a very deep sleep that he barely stirs from. You asked this earlier, so I'll tell you this. You do see the briefcase there, but the mask is nowhere to be found. Mm. Ooh. (laughs) Can I, can I turn to Lady Aveline and say, now, uh, I've known Dr. Locke for quite a long time, and mm. I don't believe I've normally known him to be a sickly sort of fellow. It's no. rather unusual for him to be, well, as he currently is. Would you mind, uh, I, I, I suppose I haven't really properly introduced myself. I am a doctor, of course, but I am a doctor of the paranormal. I officially in 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 uh, historical and literary studies, but unofficially, I travel around the world learning about uh, cultures, religions of our people and trying to understand them and and learn more about them so that I can use the powers that our ancestors have passed down to us. Would you mind if if I I don't know anything about the paranormal, but I can uh, certainly help you with whatever you might need. Yes. Uh, and with your permission, I, uh, with your permission, uh, uh, arcane keeper of the lore, uh, would it be possible for us to hold some sort of uh, ritual, even if it's not super elaborate, just to try and see what might be afflicting Dr. Locke or perhaps at least give him some peace? I imagine I bring like with my little briefcase herbs and various uh, various tools for like field work, if need be. Mm. Yeah, so uh, he he's he's like sleeps. He is sleeping pretty deeply right now. Um, are you wanting to? What, what kind of piece are you trying to to, to give him? Like uh, anything further? Like once he wakes up, or uh, I would love to give him a restful sleep, and I would also mm. like to see if there's anything that is currently tormenting him, because I know that in some mm. cultures. Uh, people can set spirits upon you uh, in order to torment you and cause various problems. And he seems at- exhausted, if not tormented. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to dis- I'd like to give him a peaceful sleep and give him rest, but also see if there's something uh, that is plaguing him uh, beyond the- something supernatural that is plaguing him. We'll, we'll take an occult role for that. Okay. Um, Full yeah, money, can- no whammies. <laughs> yeah, here we we'll go, see, here we go, here we go. Success! Nice! Oh, 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 oh. That was on the, you've, done, you've done that twice when you rolled on the button. I have done it twice. On the button. Yikes. That is too close. <laughs> he is under the influence of something. 
something for sure. As far as making him comfortable, you're able to do that just like, you know, with like a blanket, making sure that the pillow has his head sort of elevated and everything. You're able to sort of, you know, set him up very nicely like that. But there is something else. You're not sure if it's a spirit. You're not sure of what kind of darkness it is. But yeah, it might be tied to something like that. Um, supernatural for, for sure. But for now, he seems peaceful. His breathing is regular, you know, and even if you like lifted up his eyes, you would see them sort of move slightly. Perhaps he's already dreaming. Mm. I would like to oh, go ahead, Lady Appling. Uh, I was just going to ask, uh, Dr. Reinhardt, um, that dream that we had, uh, as you're so clued into um, uh, the occult and whatnot, uh, or, or just different cultures, uh, um, I did see, this might have just been a figment that I imagined up, but I did see a sort of beast at the time that we had the dream. Um, it, it, a beast, you say? Uh, indeed, and I will describe the beast like the long tendrils and 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 it's uh, walking, stomping on all fours, and yeah, just like give a, as clear a description as I possibly can. Um, and uh, it did seem to be um, perhaps sapping sapping some of the of of the doctor's energy um, mm -hmm. by a means of of sucking on the face. Um, so I wondered what you thought face. about that. Yeah. You said the face. The face. Yes. Uh, may I examine his face as he sleeps just to see if there's any sort of. Nothing out of the no ordinary. Markings. No markings. Uh, I'm going to turn and I'm going to say, I've noticed, Lady Aveline, that the mask that we saw last night, the Yoruba mask, mm -hmm. uh, is missing. But masks go upon faces. Uh, as I rack my I brain, do. is there any, can I think of anything that this beast reminds me of from a religious standpoint? Or is this like, again, out of nowhere? This beast specifically? Nope. Yep. Out of nowhere. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, uh, I'm turned to, I turned to Lady Aveline then and I'm like, Lady Aveline, it's incredible that you had this insight, this supernatural insight. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say it was supernatural. Maybe I just had an extended version of the dream we all had, you know? So. Well, my, my dear Lady Aveline, the supernatural merely means above natural, out of the ordinary. You could say strange, if you will. And I think we can both agree it was a, a strange vision that you saw. I mean, there is positively nothing strange about myself, if that's what you're inferring. But, uh, but uh, perhaps in this particular instance, yes, this was quite strange. Um, is there like an insight check? Evan, would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> if, I mean, would you like that to be contested, Liv? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, why not? yeah so... Uh, in, yeah, insight is psychology and okay. sort of deception in this is fast talk. Fast talk, you say. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. I'm a student of many oh, things. Oh, Not oh, so much of psychology. Oh, 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 yeah, both oh, of us failed. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what does that mean? Yeah. We're just both <laughs> waggling our eyes like mm, a lot of yeah, a lot of very intense yeah. like, <laughs> like uh oh in the in Curb Your Enthusiasm, the running gag where Larry will start staring at people. They'll stare back and there'll just be these like 30 second scenes of people just silently like yeah, literally each other up. Full silence for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> 
back at the salon, um, that sort of oaky, woody smell has died down. It's gone away as your friends left. Um, but there is a sort of small, like, thumping that you can hear, no roll required, coming from under the table. <laughs> oh, look under the table. Look at it, Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> there you see Tilby. Like pawing at something on the ground. Oh, it's the cat. <laughs> Tilby the cat is pawing this dead spider. Just making sure it's dead. Good job. Uh, I'll just. Oh, man. I'll. Uh, yeah, I'll just. Uh, good, good job. You, you got it. <laughs> Why do you look at me like that? Sorry, everyone. I just I found, I found the cat I was looking for. Don't know. Uh, <laughs> Langston says, yeah, Tilby. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Very. So you. you um, are you in for this March that we're going to have New Year's Day? Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, March. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. OK. Yeah. No worries. Um, I seem a little uh, flustered. What's, 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 what? Are you still no. thinking about the dream? Yeah. Yeah. It's really uh, it's, it's just rocked me. I, I, I can't. Um, uh, yeah. quite put my finger on uh, why it unsettles me. So I just seem to, and I'm just going to, I'm basically just like, I accidentally pretend, like drop my fork on the floor just so I can kind of look, have an excuse to look under the table again and clock eyes with the cat. Yeah. Um, like when you, you said before, like a knowing look, right? Yeah. It's just kind of like, do I, can I glean that this cat has like intelligence above what I would expect a cat to have? <laughs> <laughs> like, natural world roll please oh, <laughs> oh boy <laughs> um oh <laughs> no no it's just a cat but it just you like it's like it, looking Jasper. at you like you <laughs> yeah, push that cat <laughs> I cannot, okay i'm gonna just have my i'm gonna get my cane that's by my side and just sort of like i'm just gonna under the table just try and poke the cat with my cane. Oh my god. <laughs> Does it just do I just poke the cat? Does it just Oh yo, you, you yeah, you just gonna yeah. poke the cat. Yeah. This headgum podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an aura frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an aura frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. 
HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it just kind of like takes it, looks at the K and like kind of like backs away just not liking being poked it it just you know it's acting just very cat-like okay until it looks back at you knowingly (laughs) it's like it's almost like a knowing look of like trying to tell you something of just like i'm just gonna like i'm just gonna mouth (laughs) show me (laughs) tilby runs off Oh, I the same direction. To, I just need a second. I just realized that uh, the lady doesn't have all of her medication. I'll be back in a second and I'll take off after the cat as fast as I can. <laughs> no matter how quickly you go, oh. as soon as you're around that corner, Tilby is gone. Gone say, for sure. I'm just okay. Okay, cat. I don't know if you can hear me. What are you doing? What is going on? I know you can understand me. And I can understand you if you're trying to show me something. Now would be the time. This is all <laughs> very freaky, okay? Please. Humphrey Winters did not see Tilby for the rest of the evening. Nor did any of the, any of the other guests. That's a shame. <laughs> is, there any, is there anything else you would like to do here at the salon or um, in the, at the YMCA for the other group? Uh, yeah, I will just talk. Uh, I will sit. Actually, no, I will sit and listen because I don't think Humphrey's much of a talker. Uh, I will just sit, basically listen uh, to the conversation and see if, again, having read like a lot of the works of these people, like you see if anyone else seems like they're acting sort of slightly out of character or whether they're all just quite taken by Lot's new direction. Uh, or if I notice that there's something, potentially something strange going on, like with Lot. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's just like good energy in here now, you know. Um, kind of once the smell went away, uh, everybody sort of like perked up, you know. Um, I don't know if Locke's energy was dragging everybody down or something, but no, everybody's in here is talking like, oh, they're excited about, okay, this march is going to happen. Um, Langston is, you know, sort of on the topic of it now, like planning, okay, we can do this and that. Everything here is completely normal. It's like a, a normal, nice lunch now, and, it, and it's uneventful. In, in any sort of supernatural way, I'll say, right now. Uh, yeah, after an hour, I will make my way uh, back out into the streets. Uh, I will go back out into the hallway. And just one more time, <laughs> I know that you can see me. I can feel it. <laughs> Where are you? If this turns out to be a normal cat, I will, I will lose my mind. <laughs> I, I, will. <laughs> I am genuinely hoping so hard that this cat is just a normal cat. <laughs> Back uh, way after the yeah cool back at the y um is there anything you wanted to do anything you just wanted to look for or? um if there's time in his, I, in his room there uh i think that 
uh, Aveline will excuse herself. And is there like a bathroom? Um, there's a, like a communal bathroom outside. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I think she will go to the bathroom and she will uh, go in and lock the door. Um, mm. And she will go uh, towards it. There's like a mirror over a sink or something. Mm. And um, she will, uh, I think she will grip the sink in front of her and she will look down and then look up at herself. And she is going to attempt to um, bespeak the end of the day. <laughs> mm, the spell Which is a spell. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm just going to confirm something with you, London. Um, yeah. The march that you were talking about. Yeah. Is, how far away is that march? Um, it's like uh, like a day from now. A day from I mean, now. Okay. Or, or a day or two from now. It's it's today is the thirtieth. Okay. So it would be on New Year's Day. Fantastic. Yeah. I think that she has a bad feeling now about this march that he was pushing when he's in such a bad way. Um, She's going to try and look into the future and see what will be going on with that march. You want to see the march specifically? Yes, I think so. Whoa. Okay, cool. So Mm -hmm. uh, give me a power roll. Let's see if this goes. This goes off. Come Come on. A hard success. That's a hard Hard success. success. All right. So roll a 1d8. Okay. That is how much sanity you're going to lose from casting this. All right. Sanity. Who needs it? That's four. All right. Four sanity. Okay. Four points of sanity as your brain is rectal. I'm going to edit that there. Um, Also, it's going to cost six magic points to cast this. Take that away from you there. Okay. Goodbye, magic. (laughs) <laughs> so as you cast a spell looking back up you indeed do see the march and the march it's this sort of warm feeling of hope you see these signs that say justice for our youth signs that say no more brutality you can see Langston Hughes amongst the marchers. You can see citizens taken to the streets. It's 1928. This is going to be a brand new year. And as the snow trickles down and people smile and demand this change, you can just see that everyone around is so moved. And you can even see yourself there amongst the marchers. You can see your companions there amongst the marchers. It's a beautiful sight. Just two days from now. I mean, it's one of those things that you can't wait for. It's one of those things like you're, 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 you're waiting for the big vacation the next day. You know, you just want to go mm-hmm. to sleep and, and get to it. It's one of those okay. feelings. Good. Excellent news. Uh, <laughs> I was so worried that there was going to be like flames going up. There was going to uh, yeah. be all sorts of stuff going on. But this seems great. Love that. Um, Every, everything is fine here. Okay. Okay. Um, with okay. that, yes. Uh, I'll just I'll just jump us I'll jump us forward a little bit with that. Yeah. That okay. night, you all dream once again. You find yourselves 
in that same woods. But you all are together this time. You're once again naked without equipment. You feel that same feeling of entrapment before. <gasps> it's almost as if like you're a swimmer coming up for air, but that's you sort of coming into control of your body there. Langston Hughes is with you just as disoriented as the rest of you. It's nighttime and you're in this forest and there is a strong moon that glares through the treetops. There's low illumination around you all as. Where am I? Declare, Reinharda, Winters, where are we? There is a small campfire about uh, 15 meters off in the distance through the trees. You can see that there. But he asks you, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Wait, are you, um, are you really here? Like, it, it, is that you? Mr. Hughes, is that, is that you? Are you, uh, yes, this is, is, is this you? Winters. Y- yeah. Henry I'm, I'm, Humphrey I'm, Winters. Y- yeah. <laughs> Henry Humphrey Winters. I, this is all uh, of us. This, uh, yes, is it this is. Is that thing that you were saying, uh, doctor, like this shared, the shared dream? dreaming, but could be, but is Dr. Locke here? I don't see him. Oh, okay. Um, uh, can I look at the, can I look at the place where he was stood before? Yeah. Give me a spot hidden. Okie dokie. Uh-huh. Spot hidden is here. Ah, oh, gosh. Cannot roll. No, I fail. <laughs> 86. You don't see him. No. Oh, oh, he was around here somewhere. He was up in the trees. Well, could, uh, could he be up there by that, uh, the campfire? Uh, maybe. Uh, she'll start running up to find him. Cool, yeah. You're heading over to the campfire, but you almost step on this like little creature that's in front of you. Like this little small, oh. like little rodent-like thing who scurries out but then stops and looks up at you. Oh, Very hello. soon you realize that you're sort of surrounded by these little creatures in this forest. Oh. They're almost like squirrel-like bodies, these big bushy ears and big bright eyes, but their snouts are tentacled as they have oh, these little no. hands uh, there. But this one in particular looks up at you. Oh, as you stop there. <laughs> oh, hello, little guy. Hello. How are you? Oh, you, you said something to me. Yeah, this is a dream. Hi, hello. What are you? Who are you? We are Zug. You're Zug. You're Zug. 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 We are Zug. Zug. All of you together are one being known as Zug, or Zug is the name of the creature that you are. Zug. Good to know. Wonderful clarification. Uh, we were just um, heading past. So if you wouldn't mind, and she'll kind of like try to sidle past, but not touch any of them. Did you pass through the gate? The gate? The we gate. We don't know if we did or, or not, right? We, I don't did, r- remember a gate. Did you descend the 700 steps? I, I knew it. Uh, I turned to everyone. <laughs> it's the story. I don't think we did, though. I don't think I'd, we did I'd like that. to crouch down and look at Zug and say, Oh, no. Is it good for us to have passed the gate and descended the steps? To get here, you must pass the gate, descend the steps. But you did not. You appeared there. You appeared here. I think we had a little bit of a shortcut, um, but not. Of our own volition, you understand, Zug. Here, I think. We have been brought here. Yeah. 
Yeah. Without our, without our, without, without our consent, so hmm. to speak. Brought here to the forest. Yes. Yes. D- does the forest have a name? The forest. All right. You know, that makes sense. Right. Okay. Full okay, stop. Yeah, sure. Yes. Good name. Good name. Solid, uh, solid. Zook, have you, do you happen to have seen um, quite a big creature um, stomping around on all fours and uh, with a ten- tentacle similar to your own, but long and red? Ooh. Yes. Those tasty furry things of Ulthar ripped it apart. What? Repeat that. Sorry for me. The tasty furry things of Ulthar ripped it apart. Ripped that the big one apart? They ripped yes. the big Are they bigger than the big one? No. Small. Very small. Size of Zug. Okay. Would they rip us apart? Okay, unsettling sounds cool. Yep, yeah, okay. Uh, do you know where they are? Like, we don't want to disturb anyone unnecessarily. They left. Cool. Tasty furry things left. We have nothing to eat now that tasty furry things gone. So you eat the tasty furry things that ate the, like a big ecosystem. Like at a, yes. Right. And you're hungry. I, I turned out. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I grab one Zug and take off toward the campfire. No, what? I just grab the Zug. No, it's don't for study. The Zug. It's for scientific study. No, I don't understand. I need to trust it. It's a dream realm. <laughs> I'm going to bring it with me into the world. <laughs> You're moving towards the campfire, and at the campfire, there is a guy there that sort of stands up very suddenly. Unlike you all, he is clothed. He has this uh, fedora on, this like tweed coat. He has a pipe in his hand, and he looks at you all. Uh, whoa, 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 hey. What's going on over there? Sorry, We're being chased by Zug. There's some Zug. Oh, I kid it down. One. We're, we're not, they're they're, we're t- not they're terrible in numbers. <laughs> terrible in numbers. You don't want to do that. Please put the little guy down. Uh, uh, I look at I him. Will, and... I think I will tackle. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, yeah. I will be like, put it down! Yeah, and then <laughs> when Humphrey do does that, I take the zoo and I yeet it away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it like, it goes over the floor. I'm taking no chances. <laughs> well, Zug! <laughs> we could have studied it! No, we could not. No, we could not. No, you oh, wow. You all uh, just got here. You're not wearing any clothes. Uh, do you have any clothes? Uh, we could take some from some of the farmhouses if we go this way. Um, I'm sure someone has some to spare. Jackson Elias, nice to meet you in your names. Uh, um, uh, the, uh, Lady Aveline strides forward confidently like, Lady uh, Aveline uh, Declare, uh, wonderful to meet you, Jackson Lady Elias. Declare. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> welcome, yeah. welcome to the Dreamlands, yes. Uh, Dr. Dr. Waldo Reinhardt. I stand up brushing myself off, uh, shooting, uh, shooting Henry Humphrey a look uh, and step forward <laughs> and say, it's a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Elias. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. Here's some blankets for you all. Cover yourselves up, please, please, please. Thank, Thank you. you. And you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, and you? Hum- Humphrey winners. Uh, Humphrey winners. Pleasure to meet you. Can, can I ask Welcome. a question? Sorry. Yes. Are, are you... Um, uh, native to this to this land? Did, did, were, are you or are you like us? Or no, I, I came here. I don't even know how long ago. I don't know if it's years. Time works weird here, but I've been here for what feels like years. I. He stops as he looks at Langston Hughes. Langston has this mm-hmm. tear in his eye. 
as he's looking at Jackson Elias. Langston. The two men embrace. Is do you two know each other, I take it? Yes, we did, Langston says. He hugs him tightly. Please tell us about this place. How we can get out of here. Where Dr. Alan Locke is. So I know that he must be tied to this too. There was this mask and now we're here and now you're here. And Please come with us. Jackson says, of course, tell you anything you want to know. We'll, we'll leave here. So good to see you, Langston. Been so long. I've missed your company. <laughs> he looks back at you. So, what do you want to know about this place? Uh, well, uh, first of all, uh, how did we get here? We didn't well, come through the steps or through or the gate. Yeah. Mm, yes. Many dreamers arrived to the dreamlands through the cavern of flames. You descend the 700 steps. It's like a portal, but it vanished about two weeks ago. Now, someone calling themselves the Elder Hierophant, accompanied by these loathsome moon beasts, giant, ugly things, they came through and took over the town of Ulthar. Now, I barely managed to escape. Rumor has it that this elder Hierophant is seeking some sort of mask, some item that can somehow draw the waking world and the dreamlands together. A mask? Like the one that Dr. Locke had? Yes, I sent it to him. I found it in a Yoruba village. I acquired it, had the most intense dreams of my life. It's almost as if my mind was being pulled into another land, and now I'm here. But I gave it to Dr. Locke, and I fear that he might have been drawn here as well. If we can find the mask, we can get out of here with Dr. Locke and make sure that that Elder Hierophant doesn't get it. What does the Elder Hierophant look like? You don't A have to go into too much detail, just, just like top line. I don't really, I'm not good with the tentacle stuff that's going on. Alien. Can, alien. Okay. Uh, go Utterly. into as much detail as you can for me. Uh, and I just put my <laughs> hands over uh, Henry Humphrey's ears. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> it's for science. Yeah, so he describes um, this, this unbelievably like tall, slender, alien-looking thing draped in these like bright robes, long, spindly fingers, and a pipe that can materialize out of the hands as it can play this otherworldly music. It's what Jackson Elias describes to you of this thing. Now, mm. the town of Ulthar is in grave danger. Lots of people have been taken from their homes, sacrifices to the Hierophant, as it sends the moon beast to look for this mask. Now, I know that you're here. Maybe we can do something about this. Because only whoever holds the mask can leave the dreamlands as they wish. Seems to be the only option with the steps gone. So we're stuck here? Here so. I've been here for years. 
I was kind of comfortable with it, but now that we have a way out, it seems, perhaps I can go with you. Uh, When last we saw Dr. Locke, he was, in fact, asleep in a deep, uh, seemingly uh, restful slumber. Mm. Well, why don't we head into town and see if we can find any information? Yes. Yes, of course. Can I pull Langston aside quickly and say, uh, so that nobody else can hear, this friend of yours, did he, did he, did he pass? He did. About two years ago. I was with him the, the, was with him the night before he was murdered in New York. Do you think he can leave with us, truly? I, I see no reason not to try. I right. give him a, a gentle squeeze. Thank you. Jackson Elias is, is, was a good friend. He wrote me a letter of recommendation for school. <laughs> Very close. But yes, let's let's focus on getting out of here. All of us. We have a march to get to. That we do. We can't, we can't be here for years. That is true. Uh, let's go. And I will like, and I will usher everyone along. Like, all right, let's go. Hop to it. Come on, everyone. Yeah. All right. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> you snake your way out of the zoog infested enchanted wood, snaking along the river sky passing over farmland where you're able to get sort of some clothes from seemingly abandoned uh, farmhouses. You can, it, it, and these are all sort of like Tudor style places. It's very in stark contrast to the Harlem that you just left. This land has rolling countrysides and the buildings of Ulfar that you soon find yourself sort of surrounded by are definitely not like Harlem. <laughs> They're not like New York even. Let me show you this little map here. You've made your way out of the Enchanted Wood, along the river, past the farmland, and now you're in this town that the river snakes its way through. These tall towers and, and buildings seemingly made of like different uh, bits of like stone at times. There's a cobblestone path through the town that you can even take. But there are several places. You can see that it looks like there is a, um, a, a building that says Tavern on the outside of it. There is another place, kind of right next to the tavern, it says Mask Shop in this small wooden sign on it as well. And sort of towering above everything is this temple-looking place as well. What sort of place uh, catches your eye? Like, where would you like to explore? Immediately, I'm thinking Mask Shop, but it seems too obvious, but I'm going to ask that we go there anyway. (laughs) Um uh, perhaps we could uh, find the mask we're looking for there. It's certainly worth a shot. And after that, I would love it if we could take a look at that there temple. Perhaps we could learn a great deal about the religious practices of this place. Why not? Funny, I was going to say, you uh, you know, if you want to find something that's happening in town, the tavern's always the first place to go. But um, look, I'm happy to take your lead. If you want to go check out this mask shop, that's fine. Should we say Mask Shop Tavern Temple? Sounds good. Sure. Mm. 
you hear this sudden scream from somewhere in the town. It's sort of out of nowhere. Soon, you hear this loud thumping noise coming from around a corner ahead. What do you do? Should we hide? Yes, let's hide. Yeah, stealth rolls, please. So we can still see. Uh, And I (laughs) I didn't try and still look. Stealth is not good. I'm fair too ostentatious. Oh my God, I did it. Oh my God, I did it. Whoa. I did not. I <laughs> Goodbye, yeah, gentlemen. I, I failed miserably. <laughs> I have the best stealth and I failed oh. miserably. Langston I... and Jackson succeeded too. Very oh. well. Against all odds. I might. Oh, man. I think. I'll take this as a group role, though. So I'll, I'll okay. say, you know, we got three out okay, of Okay, because otherwise I was going to have to come up with like, well, okay. No. Yeah, no. I, 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 I need to do something here. So you, yeah, okay. Yeah, you move out of the way as this giant, the beast I described earlier, this moon beast sort of makes its way through town looking around. You can tell that it's searching, sort of like on patrol. May I have a sanity roll from everyone seeing this in the flesh okay. here? Okay. Do I just click the sanity button? Is that what? Is that what the... That's a failure. Yeah. I'm going to. Okay, I'm going okay, to push okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. It's hideous. You can't push sanity, unfortunately. Never mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hideous snout-like tentacles. Uh, they they uh, snap through the air like whips. I also yeah. failed. Yeah, I'm freaking out hard. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I look One success. Too, like on holding sanity. onto their shoulders. Like okay, okay, okay. Uh, calm like... down. It's okay. If you succeeded, you have no sanity loss. If you failed, you're going to lose eight. Oh! 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 Doesn't something bad happen if you lose more than a certain amount of sanity in like one go? Yes, in. No! <laughs> so oh, here's no. the thing: we got to see if you understand quite what you're seeing here. May I have an intelligence roll from um, our two failures there? Oh, can I push oh, this? No. Oh my god! Uh- <laughs> Here's the thing. Oh Here's the God. thing. This, you want to fail because if you oh, fail no. it, oh, no. you don't quite know what's going on. Oh, Jasper. No. Fully realizing so that there's this alien beast in front of you, it's going to be a bout of madness for you. Oh, it's a cheeky bit of madness. I get just no, to, uh, uh, it's not just cheeky bit of Take control for a second. Here's what oh, happens man. to Humphrey. Oh, no. Uh, uh, Humphrey oh. shouts, screams, <gasps> before booking it, leaving your cover and running towards the tavern. You go whoosh, slamming the door open to the tavern, going inside, closing it behind you. What do you other two do as the beast sort of snaps around? It goes towards the tavern. No, 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 no. It's tentacles inspect the door. Is there something I can throw at it? Yeah, no, I was going to throw like a rock like away so that its attention goes away from the tavern. Throw rolls from both of you. Right. Okay. Uh, Is there a way to mark down my insanity? Am I sanity, sorry, on the... Oh, Oh, maximum failure for me. You can edit edit mode and then you can just subtract uh, from your sanity there. Oh, it's like a little edit mode. Oh yeah, perfect. Okay, yeah, thank you. Ninety nine yeah. on a D one hundred. Yeah, now Jeremy, oh. I failed as hard as I possibly could. Oh. My goodness. Well. Oh. Oh man, this is something oh. gone. This was going so fine. And too well. The <laughs> wheels have well. come off well and truly. <laughs> can we push this? <laughs> no. 
the head of the, you you can push it if you want if you you want to push um, it yeah i only have 20 got 20. Like, you got 20. Got 20. Yeah. You got 20 yeah i'm not there's not i'm not pushing this uh, uh, no it's gonna be bad if we do the head of the moon be spins around in your direction it <laughs> walks over to us too yes to to your direction oh, you're, okay. heading towards the, right. you're heading towards the mask shop right um, yeah, I think we got to take off for the mask shop. Uh, Actually, I think I would instinctively temple? try to run towards the. T- I would say, yeah, where to the, the temple? temple? Perhaps temple, we can find temple, sanctuary. Temple, 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 temple. Yep. I would instinctively run for the temple, thinking that maybe it can't go in there. Yeah, and, and like, I'm also I'm thinking along the same lines, and I'm going to be like, come on, man, blow us, and I'm going to be like trying to lure it <laughs> the best I can towards the temple. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> I'm also going to scream not, sanctuary. That was, that was not a good call from the DM. That was like, that was like okay. Oh, no, okay. yeah, it's cool. No, so this moon beast is behind you all, sort of following you. You notice that it's not like running after you; it's just kind of like walking behind you. Well, As you're cool. heading towards the temple, you can see two more moon beasts posted up right outside of the temple, oh, sort oh, of guarding oh, the gate. Oh, oh, oh. Boop, this boop, is boop, that boop. Temple. That's chopping is. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, and we're turning around and we'll, <laughs> without breaking stride, we just turn and sprint. Yeah. So <laughs> dexterity rolls from you two. Okay. Oh gosh. <laughs> All Grandpa Simpson up. Yeah, no, exactly. Grandpa, yeah. Oh, finally, I got a good oh, success. Hey, success. There we go. Dexterity yeah. is. Oh, it's at the top, isn't it? Okay. Uh, Hey, hard success. Oh, yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. A couple of hard lads here. Yeah, we flip over, we do some backflips, we run. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, that's what that looks like. Yes, totally. Where are you heading? You're heading to the mask shop, you said? Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. You make it there. The door opens. You slam it behind you. You're safe inside. Meanwhile, there is a, a tavern keeper tending to Humphrey. He is an older man, bald on top, long gray hair on the sides. He has a long beard. Oh, young man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're back. What the? Oh, how did I? Oh, my God. Oh, Oh, you ran in here screaming. You can't do that. The moon beasts are patrolling the town. Right. Sorry. I think I saw it. and uh, I just lost my head for a second. I'm not, not used to seeing the moon beasts, I guess. Yes. Can I get a drink? Have something, please. Yes, I have fresh mead here. Mead. Thank you. Cold mead. Mead? Okay. Well, yes, it's well. made with honey from the enchanted woods. Here. Okay, sure. Gives Why you not? this tankard. Like full-on fantasy-style, like, big tankard okay. there. Yes. Now, what brings you here? Ugh. We are occupied by the moon beast and the elder hierophant. What? What? Why? Uh, we we've lost someone here. They got they uh they they might have uh, come through this way. Um, uh, his name's Locke. He um, uh, mm, Locke. Locke. Yeah. Uh, yes. You, you seen or, or heard from uh someone by that name mm. recently? Yes, I'm familiar. Locke has been in the dreamlands for several weeks. Several weeks? Yes. But uh, it, he only, uh, like, he, he only fell asleep, uh, like, today. 
I don't know mm-hmm. how that's. Well, last I heard, Locke was captured. Was hiding in the mask shop. There was. There was an area that he set up for himself to hide away. And I saw the moon beasts break their way inside and drag him out (laughs) days ago. In the mask shop? Yes. Okay, just two seconds. (laughs) I'm going to sprint out. I'm I'm like, oh, they went out to the mask shop. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Be uh, careful. The cats have gone. If the cats were here, we'd all be safe. What? <laughs> oh, fucking God! Uh, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tail so, <laughs> <laughs> <I> run out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the mask shop, as you oh, all shit. sort of all make it here, oh, no. <laughs> inside you okay. can see that the place has been just like wrecked. The wooden walls and ceiling bow outwards as though like something big came through searching for something. There are human-sized stairs that lead to an upper floor of this mass shop, but they've been warped again as if something too big just forced its way through. What do you okay. do as you stand here on this ground floor of the mass shop and see those stairs and everything sort of wrecked around you? Uh, Humphrey's here now, too. You've all got Wait. it. We should guess who came through uh, here. Oh, hello. Are, are Langston and uh, are Langston and and Jackson here? They're with you okay. too. Yeah. Okay. I would start hurriedly looking for Wait. not only that mask, but any mask that looks vaguely powerful. Please, please, doctor. Wait, 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 wait. What, what is it? Yeah, you feel better now? You, you, yeah, you kind of ran away. Yeah, you I ran out. A, I had a moment. That's not important. What's important is that. Oh, okay. Um, is that I spoke to the tavern keeper and he said that Locke made his way through here. He hid out in this mask shop and the mm. beasts came in and dragged him out. Oh, really? They, and I'll point to everything being bowed in. <laughs> like, yeah. Perhaps he hid the mask in here. <sighs> oh, maybe. Super careful. I think someone should watch because they know about this place and they're probably going to come bus in here and try to get us. I run upstairs to try and find the mask. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking through the masks. I'll take downstairs, you take upstairs. All right, man. Full, like, full <laughs> paranoia. I'm like by the blinds, just peeking through. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll take yeah, spot hidden. Spot mm-hmm. hidden rolls uh, from all of you. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. I'm also like praying to Tilby now under my breath. Okay, I'm like, okay. Look, I know you can hear me. I know I'm that you're there. Hidden. I have Lord to come Tilby. back. Tilby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, 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 that makes sense. <laughs> nope. Nobody, nobody. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, I have success. Nice. Success for nice. me. Yeah. Nice. Nice. You are looking around at, uh, through all of these masks, but you're seeing lots of sort of European style masquerade masks. Nothing quite African in here at all. But uh, what shop has been gentrified. <laughs> 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 what you will notice, there is this carving, right? of what looks like to be a little scale model of the temple. Um, And what you would notice about this, it's that it's, it seems to be moving. Like there are pieces inside that are moving. They look like little holograms or like little uh, apparitions. You can see miniature moon beasts to guarding the outside of that temple. Mm-hmm. You right can sort of lift, 
right where they were. You could, if you lift off the top, like a little dollhouse, you can see people milling about inside people captured people tortured. Again, there's little, little, little apparitions, little representations, but even on the top floor, what you'll see sort of at the foot of this, what looks like a little bit of little bitty pool is that mask. Mm. Like a little shadow, not shadowy, but like ghostly little, little representation of that mask inside this temple dollhouse. Oh, it's a real time temple. Can, can I see Dr. Locke? Yes. There is a little tiny representation of Dr. Locke in this throne on the other end on the pool, sort of tied to it. It's like oh. chained to this throne. Can I? I'm going to first say, psst, psst, psst. What? <laughs> I see it. It's, it's, it's in the temple. Look, everyone. What is it? Oh, 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 I'm coming. Yeah, I'll call it. Look, look. And I'll show them. And it's, see, you, you can see the little figures there. The small uh, representations as though they are apparitions. Oh, that's luck. That's him. Of these people. That's you, him for sure. Yes, there you see, and there's the mask. (laughs) He's tied to a throne. I'm going to try something absolutely crazy, and then she's going to reach in and try to pick up the mask and move it towards the door. (laughs) As you pick up the mask, it grows to full size in your hand, and you have the mask. (gasps) I immediately reach in and try and grab Dr. Locke. Can I? I, yeah, Yeah, grab Dr. Locke. Ah, I got you, Doctor. My goodness, that hardly ever works. Your, your fingers just go through Doctor Locke, like they're just like you can't really pick him up. It's like picking up a, like a hologram or like a little trick thing. The mask came out immediately. Is now in your hand, Doctor Locke. Okay, can't get him. Uh, okay, no, this is bad. This is bad. This is, like, they're probably going to come looking for this right now. Who who is the fastest among us? Because whoever it is should probably take this and run right now. And the rest of us should troll and try and get Locke. Where will they run? Well, I don't know. Well, the mask can get us out of here, can't Back it? To the forest. That's where the, the, the things that eat the moon beasts are. Maybe go there. True. But anyone You're wearing to chill, my dude. What's happening? I've been here. I've seen this. Okay. Okay. Yeah, really cool, but some hustle okay. would be great. I'm panicking. Yeah, we know. Can I we take the mask and say, Miss Miss Aveline, Lady uh-huh. Aveline, would you mind trying to grab Mister Locke? Perhaps it, it didn't work for me, but perhaps there's something about you, something about you that might make it work if you try it. Well, I, just little old me wouldn't possibly be have anything about me, but yes, I mean, of course, I'll give it a go. Yeah, and then she'll reach in and she'll try and grab. Mr. Luck. Doesn't work. Keep going right through him. Okay. Well, I'll try something else though, and then she's gonna flick one of the moon beasts to see if she can like (laughs) knock it against the wall. Goes through it. Your finger goes through it. No, it's just just a mask. I can just touch mask. Can I I reach in and try and grab the throne? Um, yeah, so the 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 throne actually is like, like a little piece of wood. So you can grab the throne and pick it up. But Locke stays in place where he was chained up to, to, to whatever's there. So you can move the throne out, but Locke stays in that same exact position. So whatever he's tied to isn't actually moved. Okay. Does that well, mean that- uh, Mr. Mr. Elias, Mr. Elias, yes. do you have any idea how we might be able to use this mask? Hmm. From my observations, 
and from my um, sort of studies of this mask, wearing it should be able to transport you wherever you would like to go between the dreamlands and the waking world. So with this wearing it, you touching anyone else, you all would be able to travel back to the land of the waking. So I would like to come with, if, if, if possible, if I can also grab on. Uh, uh, oh, keeper of the, of the arcane law. I, <laughs> I feel like I've dealt with some shifty types. I just, I know this guy's been here for a while, but I just feel so mistrustful of this dude right I now. I like him. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, uh, I don't know, there's something. I don't want to put the mask on until, can I do, is there anything I could do to try and ascertain? I feel like, again, like growing up on the streets, like whispers and secrets is kind of like a thing that I used to deal in quite a lot. So like, do I, have I met this type before? Do you know what I mean? Like this kind of very smooth, just, the world's going to shit around me and I'm fine. Like, that's not normal. <laughs> Got you. So you could psychology him or, you know, from your school of hard knocks, you could education. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let's go. They're both the same, but I will go with education because I feel like I'm drawing on my past to try and ascertain. Mm. Okay, come on. Oh, oh three oh, extreme three. success! Oh my wow. Tell me your secrets. Nah. Who are you? This is actually Tilby the cat. I am Henry Fuck Humphrey Winters. <laughs> so you're like, is this guy telling the truth? He's just hanging out in the woods. He has a fedora and a pipe. He seems just all too <laughs> chill about this. Mm. Hmm. I would tell you that you would notice or know that this isn't your regular sort of smooth trying to deceive you guy. There is a warmth and caring under his sort of carriage. Yeah, he's been sort of kind of laid back and sort of like joking while uh, everything's been going down. But that's just him. Right? That's just him. And you would know that, like, from Langston sort of hanging back and not even interfering or, you know, sort of um, accosting this guy, that there's some genuine care there, too. Mm. It sort of backs him up. So he even has, like, the Langston seal of approval there. So, yeah. and Langston's been quiet and sort of pensive just in, in, in his presence. So Langston trusts him. Perhaps you can, too. Especially once he says, notices you sizing him up only the cats were here the cats of Ulthar are famous but they left they took out one moon beast and they just left I guess they didn't think it was worth it those are the tasty furry things (laughs) that are eaten by the zoog yeah the zoogs and the cats don't like each other at all no so cats eat moon beasts zoog eat cats what eats the Zoog? Anything? The Zoog well, that we uh, met. Right. What? No. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, what uh, anyway, I'm... the Zoog? What uh, maybe. Zoog? It's sort of uh, like a, a cycle. Whichever is biggest between the cat and the Zoog at any given time, you know? So, like, baby Zoogs get eaten by larger cats. Baby cats get eaten by larger Zoogs. Give and take. Hmm. Right. Okay. Um, do we think that we could possibly um, sneak in and retrieve Miss uh, Doctor Locke, um, because I feel quite bad about leaving him here. 
Yeah. Did you say that the mask, wearing the mask could take us anywhere we needed to go within the waking or dreaming world? Might we be able to travel directly into the temple to the throne room where Dr. Locke is being held? That makes sense. Yes. Oh, do that. You could travel. You could travel to the temple. It'd be dangerous because the elder Hierophant wants that mask. If he can destroy it, then we take over the world. This world and that one will combine. The mask was invented to keep them apart. The Orisha forged this thing to separate the waking and the dreaming world. And if he destroys it, nothing's holding it back. I would leave with it. <laughs> if I found a cat, I'd see if I could send it this way to take it out the Elder Hierophant myself. But again, cat's left. I've got an idea. Now, we've seen a cat. I we tell have. Me, perhaps if we were to go back to the waking world Retrieve and retrieve Tilby, Tilby we could yeah. bring her back here and use her to destroy the moon beasts, overcome the, the Hierophant and, and save Dr. Locke and all the other poor souls who are being kept prisoner. And I motion again towards the, the miniature of the, uh, of the temple. Oh, I mean, I'm on board. If you're looking for approval, I can't I, yeah, hear a word I, you just no, said, no, uh, oh. Henry Humphrey. Oh, I see. Sorry, I was just saying that I think that whatever we do, we should probably do it quickly because they're probably going to notice the mask is gone. We now have the mask in hand. There's a discussion of what do we do with that? Are we are we going to the elder hierophant in the temple? We're going to take him on head to head. Are we going to go back to the waking world and talk to a cat? Uh, what, what, what would you like to do? <laughs> I'm Team Cat. I think we should talk to that damn cat. Yep. Uh, you know my answer. I, uh, <laughs> that cat's got some explaining to do. Yeah, cat knows what's going on. Yeah. Langston's pipes up. You're damn right it does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. <clears throat> uh, who, who should use the mask? Uh, perhaps you, Lady Aveline. You mm -hmm. seem to have some sort of facility with it. I mean, I have no idea what you're talking about, but uh, I do love a party mask. So I will. Uh, sure. I'll, I'll pop this bad boy on and see what I can do. Why not? Can <laughs> I lean like, over to the lady, Avelina, yeah. and be like, hey, are you still trying to hide the fact that you do the freaky thing sometimes? I mean, like we're literally in a dreamland being chased by moon beasts. I don't think anyone's going to be shocked or surprised if you tell them. Now, that would be my business, wouldn't it? <laughs> It's fine and utterly understood and mm -hmm. heard. Thank you very much. I just like to keep a few things close to my chest until I probably know people. <clears throat> and then I'm going to say before we back up and go, by the way, I absolutely know what the next book's going to be. It's going to be awesome. Oh, oh <laughs> this kind of thing. a lot of inspiration. I mean, I'm just going to say be careful about it because you, you completely flipped out just then. You like, oh, if huh? you think about this stuff too much, I'm a bit worried. Nah, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's good inspiration. I'll be fine. Okay, good, good. While okay. this is happening, can I have been turning to uh, Langston and Jackson and be like, so what's the deal with you two? Just very good friends? <laughs> that has roommates? Uh, so, <laughs> I'm here to out you. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like asking sincerely. But yes. <laughs> just very good friends from back in the day? Good friends, you could say, but... Closer than brothers. <laughs> <laughs> not quite brotherly i would say but <laughs> well excellent and, 
And young Langston and I, we we had our difficulties, but it's loving for sure. And I'm so very glad to see you. And I can't wait to catch up once we're out of here. Langston nods. I would love to do that. So many things have happened over the past few years of my writings. And I kept going. You know, it was your encouragement that that that, that helped inspire me to, to, to kind of put these ideas into words. You helped me with my education and you helped me with my emotions and my, my feelings. And I appreciate that. And I just have so much to tell you, so much to let you read. Jackson smiles and nods. I'm ready. Looks at the lady. Please. Oh, what a yes, wonderful sir. platonic relationship. <laughs> I like He said look, obliviously. Yeah. <laughs> I look Jackson um, Elias looks at you and just sort of like air kisses at you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I air kiss back. You know, like, must be a dreamlands thing. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Can I, I guess I'm I gonna a, a really a quick aside to the doctor and just say, hey, um, look, I absolutely uh, uh Jackson Elias, great guy, seems awesome, really nice. Do you think there is any risk involved with trying to bring someone who is not of the plane that we are going back to go to go back? I don't think he has a body to go back to. Is that going to be a problem? And I quickly run through what I know, even if it's just through myth about the dream world, if there's anything about the dream world, people getting stuck here after dying is like mm. running through all of the annals of everything that I've read and studied. Uh, I, there's no, there's no way you would know. There's a chance that the lady might know. Oh, um, you have a skill that no one else has here. You have five percent in dream lore. So if you roll under oh, five, I'll tell you. Uh, just from your from your sort of supernatural propensity. Okay, fingers crossed. Fingers. Do you see an additional no. skill? Oh, okay, spend no. the luck. <laughs> <laughs> Push it. So much. We're we're so close to doing. Doing some good stuff here, Jeremy. Do I really want to push my luck? Or really? But if he you, you comes back into luck. the real world, you can spend luck points. Turns I'll, into I, a fucking monster because he doesn't have a body to inhabit. Then we're all fucked. How many luck points do I need? Oh no, you it's need I thirty-two. <laughs> so many. Don't out of forty-five that you have. No, like no, that's that's probably so dumb. Oh, I'll spend thirty-two luck points. Yeah, I've done it. It's cool. Yeah. 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 Is that allowed? Can I do that? <laughs> if you want to, you'll be very unlucky in the future, but if you want to, yeah, sure. Oh, we're close to the end. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll allow it just, yeah. just because. Thank you. <laughs> Here's the thing. Yeah. You don't think it would be a good idea. You don't think it would be a good idea for him to come back. You're not sure what would happen, but like it just doesn't doesn't make sense to you. I look between Langston and Jackson. I'm like, oh, gosh, darn it. Okay, well, I'm going to take what's wrong. I'm going to like take your hand and then take Jackson's hand and be like, okay, are we going? And I'll like make eye contact with you. (laughs) Lady Ava will be like, are we going? Yep. (sighs) (laughs) She's going to um, drop. Humphrey's hand um, and is going to take Jackson's hand. 
Um, it's going to say, uh, Mr. Alas, um, I am slightly concerned. I've been thinking things over and uh, what very little I do know about this world. And I look at Langston and I kind of mouth, I'm sorry. And I'll look at Jackson and I'll say, I believe it may be within all our best interests if you were to stay here. This is my chance to go. I want to try. If I can be back in the world, if I, if I can be with, if I can be with Langston, if trying is worth dying to me. Okay. I think we should let him try. Right, lady? If everyone's connected to you, right? Then we can try. <laughs> to, to confirm, it's a bad thing if he goes back, right? It'll be bad. That's what I get. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> From what you know, yeah, it'd be bad. You spend all that luck, I'll tell you. It's not, it wouldn't be good. <clears throat> but we... And Langston looks at you. Please. Is there any way, is there any way that I can like I want to tr I'm trying to like I want to try, so I'm trying to like subtly suggest something like is there any way that I can try to uh, any like hidden language that we like anything that we like any tr like trick of the oh, I don't know I don't have any anything okay anything that we yeah, might like a hand language. signal or something that we might have done at a party to be like don't worry or something can i try oh yeah i mean i i don't i have no idea what, what are you trying to convey to me i guess i'll see if i can i can figure it out <laughs> just, i think it's just that like i think he literally don't worry. he's just trying to tell you like i have a like an idea like just trust me Oh, okay. All right. Fan? Fan? Fan. They're such good friends. I know they don't do this to me. I'm just trying to protect. Okay. All right. All right, fan. Let's just do what we got to do. Okay. I'm going to put the mask on. <laughs> do you, does anyone touch you? First? Like, <laughs> do you just put it on and no one touches just... you? Whoop, she's gone. You're all. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't realize that worked. I think yes. I was just overwhelmed just to be like, I gotta get out of here. This is so I awkward. I hate it. Can I, put, oh. can, I, can I just place a hand very gently upon her hand, uh, just as like a connect point of connection? And you know put, what's yeah. funny? Hold hands with it's, Langston. You know what's funny is that I think I I was only holding hands with with um with Jackson. Because I am pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> I'm not going to do y'all like that. No, yeah, you can put it on. And Thank you. Who, who you want, who you want to leave with can, can come with you. Okay, fine. Um, I, I guess I'll just try everyone. Fine. Yeah. Whoever I can take. Wait, no, I'm oh so confused. God. What does everyone want? I, uh, so basically, so as I see her putting the mask on, I'm basically going to try and uh, remove Jackson from the equation. Like I want to try and muscle him out of the way. Okay, okay, all right. Okay, cool. So I'm going to take a power roll from each of you. Okay. From me as well? 
Yes, from you as well. Okay. Oh god. From me or am I am I good to just watch? Oh, Everybody. Oh, okay. oh no. Okay, power roll from no. me. Success! Oh my gosh! Ninety-nine and ninety-nine. No, 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 absolutely not. Can I? Can I push this? Yeah, I gotta push this. I might die. I, I, (laughs) Linda's just looking at us with like, like, hand over mouth, just so worried. Uh, I failed by oh. 49. This is not good. Liv oh. failed by 15 with an your power score is so high. Lady Aveline is a beast. She is a beast. Um, um yeah. can we push? Can I push? Can we push? Uh it describe to me how you intend to push it. What, what, um, what? I think that Lady Aveline is going to um I think she'll just like um, I think she sees that um, Humphrey is also slipping and faltering and is just going to like make sure that she's firmly grabbing onto him um, and just like looking him in the eye like okay stay with me we've got this (laughs) okay cool Uh, everyone push please Dr. Waldo's good okay 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 Okay. I think seeing that Jackson is potentially going to come with us, I like, I think I'm trying to basically like push him away while still holding on to Lady Aveline. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But I think uh, what I'm going to do to push this is I'm basically going to let go of Lady Aveline's hand and just try to like dump tackle him out of the way so that he doesn't work with them. Cool, cool, yeah. And this power will see, see if you can sort of still be tapped into that, right? Yeah. This push roll, yeah. Oh my god. Oh! <laughs> no! no! That's a 90! Oh, no! Jesus. Only nine better! How many Jesus. blood points do you have? <laughs> I can spend 40 luck. No, I'm, I'm, I, this, the dice have decided I'm fucked. <laughs> You you tackle the shit out of Jackson alive. Like you make sure that he goes to the ground. You both crash against the wooden floor there. As there is this yellow light that envelops your companions. The doctor, gone. The lady, gone. Langston Hughes, gone. It's you and Jackson Elias there. I'm sorry. I'm what sorry. did you do? Why did you do that? Look, 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 we didn't know what was going to happen, okay? We just need some time to figure this out. And, and, and when we know, when we know for sure that you can come back with us, like you're not going to, that nothing bad's going to happen to you or us. You wouldn't want anything to happen. You wouldn't want anything to happen to us. I loved him. To Hughes. Yes, And exactly. you're keeping us apart. But what happens if you go back and you kill Hughes in the process? Kill him? Okay? You might. You don't know what'll happen. You don't have a body to go back to, okay? So, just give us time to figure this out. What do you mean I don't have a body to go back to? What what, what does that mean? I mean, is it not dangerous for all of us to go back? Oh, shit. What do you mean? Oh, my God. Oh, man. No, no. What are you not not telling me? Please. Ah, shit. Um, I don't have a body to go back to? What kind of I did not know that you didn't know that. He takes a big <sighs> drag from his pipe. 
Look, can I can I uh, share something with you? I I I've lived my entire life in the shadows, okay? And and I, and I, so I, I know I, I kind of know how you feel. Like you're stuck somewhere, feeling like surely if you just keep reaching, you'll you'll get there. And maybe sometimes it's about not overreaching because what you grab hold of you might not like and every time I've thought about stepping out of the shadows I'm fucking terrified because there's all these people there and they're talking a language I don't understand and and, and I don't get it because my language is poetry and, and and all I'm saying is maybe maybe there's a version where if we can fix all this you and Langston you can still be together in your dreams every night he goes to sleep you can still be together but you don't have to risk everything. You don't have to risk never seeing him again. Sometimes overreaching is is bad for us. I, I don't know. Am I making any sense to you? I hear you. But now we're stuck here. I mean, just He'll look. come back. He'll come back. Don't worry. He'll come back. He goes and walks to this open window that's here in the shop. He looks out. He looks at that tower that's this high above everything else. He looks at Moonbeast lumbering about the streets of Ulthar. His eyes narrow. Something appears. It seems to be this wave that's coming into town sort of crashing about the streets no it's not a wave it's it's not liquid no it's solid it's that's not a wave it's individual pieces of something no pieces no they're alive what you see hundreds of cats and leading the cats is this gray cat that you would recognize it's Tilby. It looks like Lady and the Doctor went back and had a conversation. <laughs> and of course, time works differently here in the dreamland. Mm-hmm. So it's been a couple, it's been like a minute. But they've been putting in some work out there in the waking world. You see these cats swarm the tower, the temple. Taking Don't down you. the moon beasts in <laughs> yes! mass, going up, inside. Cats. Let's go! <laughs> wow! <laughs> and as that happens, it's almost as if you're the world around you that you've become accustomed to for the last little bit here starts fading, starts melting away. You start waking. Can I tr- try and grab Jackson? Yeah. I'm just going to say you would like to. We're going to we're going to find a way. We're uh, we're going to find a way to get you back, I promise. But just not now. Oh, we don't know. And I don't want you to get hurt again. Sorry about that again. It sucks. It's okay. Again. We all got dreams. Yeah. See, he says as you sort of fade out and then fade back in to the waking world. Now, this morning that you wake up, 
It's a new day. It is New Year's Day. Snow is falling on Harlem. Citizens are taking to the streets. Signs are saying justice for our youth. Signs are saying no more brutality. And in the streets amongst these people, it's the doctor, it's the lady. It's Dr. Locke who walks amongst them saying, oh my goodness. And then it was like in the dream, I was chained to this big stone chair. And then out of nowhere, these cats come into the temple and they rip this alien thing apart. (laughs) Next thing I know, (laughs) Tilby, if you can believe it, walks up to me and says, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Can you believe it? Can you believe it all? Wow. Yes. And you, you were there too. You were involved in all this, both both of you? Is that so? (laughs) Well. (laughs) We were there and we were there. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'm just, uh, all I'm saying is that, you know, Tilby is one good cat. One adorable cat. And I think if you see Tilby again, just give him a few scratches. You know? (laughs) I'll be sure to do that, you know. I believe I got some more lectures to do. Now, this event... It's quite the turnout, and and I believe we can do a lot of good with the people that are here. You know, we really need to talk about the equality that that we all share. And this is beautiful. And this year, nineteen twenty-eight, it's going to be a good year. Again, thank you all for attending my lecture. Sorry if I was a little out of it, but but I think things are turning around. Especially, oh, your friend is here as Humphrey. Enjoying the party, enjoying everyone. I will squeal and run over and give him a big hug. Oh my god, okay. Oh yes, you tell me that when we came back, we tell me was like, okay, I'll, 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 I'll Henry Winters. Yeah. Oh. Hey, how you doing? As I live and breathe. <laughs> yeah. Um, is Mr. Elias here with you or back where we were? Um, he's back where we were. I didn't want to risk anything. I thought maybe we could do some research and try and see if there's a way we could help him out. Like, but when we know, you know what I mean? I, I didn't think it was the right move. You would be correct in thinking that. I just hope that Mr. Hughes isn't too heartbroken. Can I look over at Langston uh, and just say... Such good friends those men were. You know, one day historians will write about how close friends they were. I'm sure of it. They are lovers. <laughs> what? Uh, just like, what? You said it to Langston? <laughs> oh, wait, do you see that to Langston? Oh, wait, no, I, no, I was just not. mutter. I was just saying it to oh, my companions oh. as I glanced over, okay, right. uh, looking at him from afar. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm shaking... Like, um, uh, Reinhardt's lapel, just like lovers. What? <laughs> How did I miss this? I don't see the signs. I just, you do not. <laughs> Get <Binkies>. some milk. <laughs> you need some milk. Speaking of Langston, <laughs> Langston catches you all. Thank you all for your help in getting us out of there. I know that those was that was kind of strange, right? But since <laughs> ra- inspiration for writing, am I right? <laughs> I look no. to Humphrey and then I look 
And then I'm like, for me, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course it is. I cannot wait to write about mm. this event. Neither can I. There's someone I want to introduce you all to. Oh, shit. He gives this sly smile before looking over his shoulder. You see someone approaching. They have a tweed coat on, a fedora. They are smoking a pipe. And he steps over and says, good morning. Good morning. Hello? Is this somebody we recognize aside from the vibe and look? uh, This is Jackson Elias. Oh! Mr. Elias! You are looking well. Have we met? I think is what you mean, right, Doctor? Uh, uh, Well, uh, we go way back, don't we? Mr. Elias. We do, of, of course. And again, we had a nice conversation, um, uh, Winters. But it appears that everything's a-okay. Wow. Everything's fine. Hey, is everything fine, London? Is everything fine? <laughs> everything's fine. Please. Uh, but thank you again for helping me find my way eventually. It took me a couple of weeks, but I was able to make it out. I'm here. Oh, well, that's awesome. wonderful. That's right. uh, yeah, <laughs> I just so found good. out the pair of you. I'm sorry. Anyway, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so glad you made it back. He, he he opens his arms for like an embrace with you all. Uh, oh. Like, and sort of takes it and you know, wraps an arm around in there. What do you all do? Uh, I, <laughs> I generally feel like I'm, I'm uh, like uh, did Humphrey's eyes twitching. And it's just like, oh, mm-hmm. Oh no no! But like I think he kind of in his head was like, "Eh, it's all dream stuff. It's not real. It's not out here. Now it's out here." And he doesn't. He's freaking out a little bit. I'm inspecting <laughs> him for anything amiss. <laughs> uh, I feel embarrassed at having gotten it wrong, so I'm going in for the hug. <laughs> cool, <laughs> cool. So you go in from a hug. It's like a hug between them two and you. You're third wheeling mm-hmm. in this hug. <laughs> <laughs> the lady is oh, looking okay. for anything amiss. Everything seems to be fine. Everything, you know, you're just you're hugging. Um, that is until you sort of pull away, Doctor, and there's just remnants of some sort of liquid on you. Something there. It's deep red. Part of his face has yeah. fallen off yeah. onto you. Oh. Sort of just melted away. Yeah. <laughs> of muscle mm. and blood drip down. He seems to be melting as he looks down, his fingers falling off, his skin melting away from his arm, the muscle, everything falling off. He starts screaming. Langston starts screaming. Everybody looks around, seeing this man melting in the street, falling apart at the seams as he screams in agony. There is soon just a puddle of blood and flesh that coalesces on the streets of New York in front of everyone. The signs drop. Eyes are wide open as this bloody mess melts the snow with its warmness. It sinks down. The last roll that I'll have you all roll tonight is a sanity roll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my. That oh. makes sense. Uh. Oh, yeah. 
I look. I eat stuff like this for breakfast. I gotta have hot uh, success. I I think I'm. A, am I not immune to uh, to sanity rolls for from dead bodies or gore? I believe you, I might be. You are because of your war experience package. You are a veteran. You know? Yes. So yeah. You, okay. You're good. You're good here. Oh, I'm only immune oh. from being seeing stuff perpetuated against someone. So, like, someone being murdered in front of me is fine. Oh. But I think this crosses the line. Melting crosses the line for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Badly, it doesn't for me. Uh, yeah. I think I'm going to turn to Langston and, and just try and comfort him uh, and say, my good man, I'm, I'm, I, I'm so sorry. Uh, and just and cradle Langston as much as if he, if he allows it, of course. Uh, Humphrey's losing his damn mind again. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. So, as we end this evening of terror, I would like an epilogue from each of you. What does the future hold? What do future dreams hold for the each of you? We'll start with Humphrey. Humphrey uh, sits as he oft does uh, looking out over a now rainy New York, I think probably some months later, and uh, is working on a new uh, novel uh, entitled uh, uh, Our Collective Dream. And uh, as he he's writing and inspiration is flowing, it's going really well. Uh, I think there's like moments where like he dips his pen in the inkwell and like red comes out instead of black and <laughs> just so sort of takes a minute and uh he can swear that every time or like you know every other time he looks up from his uh writing he can see this figure kind of like under a lamplight with a pipe just sort of looking up at him mm. and he's <clears throat> and, <sighs> and uh yeah he he's uh yeah i think it's, it's a slow it's a slow burn uh as he tries to sort of kind of forces himself to try and get through this this uh novel but it's uh it's the hardest one he's ever had to write for sure mm. lady declare i think that the lady settles back in to her life like a glove um after all she's had to uh hide her whole life uh, from the supernatural and so this is no this is nothing different um, I think that she is going to kind of like have a nightcap with some friends with some close colleagues and and um, and she's been hosting a party at her place uh, everyone trickles out and she um, starts winding down for the night um, I think she is going to go to her room uh, get ready for bed um, but, um, she, as she settles, settles down into bed, she's going to like pause, look to a chest in the corner of her room, <laughs> go over and open it. And I think if everyone's okay with it, there is the mask in there. And she just stares at it for a moment. <laughs> Ooh, the mask baby. lies there in the chest. It's on top of other trinkets that you've collected over your time. Trinkets possibly tied to your powers, to the spell you knew. Especially the small book that is at the very bottom of the chest. A book that has that twisting yellow sign on it. 
on the front of this book at the top it says king in yellow a translation by lady declare i'll leave you with that lastly the doctor I think the doctor, having seen all of this and seen a manifestation of the magics that he's been trying to study among people of the diaspora, uh, would eventually, I think not too long after, come clean uh, to Lady Declare that he's that he knows that she has some kind of abilities and he only wishes to understand them and perhaps help develop them if possible uh and i think as part of that he would also make it his mission seeing what horrible fate uh befell poor jackson and really his friend langston i think (laughs) as part of that he would make it his mission also to study as much as he can uh, about the dream realm uh and try one day to see if he can figure out a way to go back there and maybe find Jackson Elias and and give him another shot at life. Um so I think as the other two as uh as Humphrey as Henry Humphrey uh is looking out a window over a rainy New York uh and uh and Lady Declare is like falling asleep or is gazing at the book uh, and the mask in her trunk uh i think i think in some far off land uh surrounded by new people and new things that he's learning new secrets and heritage that he's discovering and hoping to bring back to new york and the, the people of the diaspora i think he would look up uh at the same sky that is over the other two uh and know that out there mystery and magic awaits. Indeed, it does. Indeed, the doctor does return to the dreamlands one day. Humphrey returns to the dreamlands. Lady Declare returns to the dreamlands. With these lands, with these dreams, you all have new purpose, new fears. You all have each other now. But what do you find once you return to those dreamlands? What nightmares await you there? That is a story for another time. This has been Harlem Unbound. And that's the game. Dropping the mic at the end. Damn. Love to see it. New favorite game. New New favorite game. game. (laughs) That was amazing. Yeah. Wow. Well done. Thank you, London. I have the book. Yeah, let me. Oh, Oh, there we go. There it is. Beautiful. We will have to do another installment of uh, Harlem Bound in the future. This was a blast. 100%. This is so good. I need that book as well. It looks. Thank you for having me. Thank you for doing this. London. Yes. I mean, what an incredible ride that was! Like we, yeah. I feel like we ran the, we ran the gamut. We got some emotions in there. We got. I was there was point. I had to go. I don't know if you noticed. I had to leave at one point and turn the lights on in my room. 
because it was a little dark. It was completely pitch black in the room, and I didn't feel comfortable with that. So I put the lights on. It's a little bit too uh, spooky. Thank you. And my partner is currently out, and I had to text her to be like, "Hey, let me know when you're coming home," because I can hear <laughs> creaking, and I don't like it. I, think, nope. I, I, I just let me know if I know it. You know what? You. Just come home. Just come home. Thank you. Just Would love a hug. Would love a hug. <laughs> yeah, no, that was incredible. Thank you so much. So for good. Yeah, that was so you. fun to play with. So thank oh, you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh. Well, do you um, have anything that you'd like to plug yes, uh, after please. having just come here and absolutely killed it as yeah. one of our, I, I don't know if you're our second or third guest GM ever, but one of the first guest GMs. Third. Ever. Oh, wow. Yeah. Third, uh, yeah, yeah. Third. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, as far as plugs go, follow me on Twitter at London Carlisle. That is my name. Don't Google me or you'll just get like train schedules mm. um, <laughs> from London to Carlisle. Okay. But no. <laughs> On Twitter, London Carlisle. Um, I post things about TTRPGs, about what I'm doing. Um, Spot Hidden is a show that I do every Tuesday night. We stream it um, with some of my friends from from a university. So uh, that's that's really fun. Been doing that since 2020. So uh, two years next month, we will have been, have been playing hey, Call of Cthulhu together. Congratulations. Oh, Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. I'm also a member of the podcast Ain't Slayed Nobody, which is a Call of Cthulhu podcast set in the Old West. Right. Ooh, so nice. lots of, yeah. Howdy. You know, y'all of Cthulhu adventures. Yeah. Yeah. We love yeah. us. We love us a Western. We do. Yeah. <laughs> and we're very excited this year. We won um, the gold any for best podcast this year. Hell, we're riding the high off of that. Um, yeah. No surprise. I'm not yeah. surprised at all. Like, if this <laughs> is the standard, then geez, of sure. course you want it. Of course. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're so kind. Um, other than that. Yeah. Just, just, Pay attention to my social media. I'll post about the games I'm playing. New stuff with Paizo coming soon. Um, some Starfinder stuff, perhaps. Ooh, That'll be cool. Um, okay. I might be playing a black halfling in something. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So you heard it here first, folks. Um, incredible. Other than that, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's me, London Carlisle. Thank you for having Amazing. me. Absolutely incredible. Please, please, uh, Halflings listening to this, please go and find London uh, and all their incredible stuff because I don't know about you guys, the guy, you guys but I, that was incredible. I had a great time. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, it was so good. I, I, I love the mechanics of this game also. Like, it just, it, I was like, I was in for this. It felt uh, terrifying and exciting in equal measure. So, mm-hmm. a huge thank you. Uh, if, the, if you enjoyed this, Halflings, let us know. Get in the comments, get in the discords and things like that uh and uh maybe, maybe we can see these characters again because i would love to play some more call, call of yeah, Cthulhu, so. sure. uh, yeah. let us know uh in the meantime uh Liv kennedy where can people find Hello, you yes. on the internet uh you can find me over on twitter at dust dark magic uh that is where i am and um I also uh you can find me uh on youtube you can find us on youtube at youtube.com forward slash three black halflings because that is a thing now number three yes three black, oh, half- three yeah. black halflings Woo-hoo. What? Uh, love it Jeremy where can people find you on the internet you can find me on Twitter at Jeremy Cobb one that is Cobb with two B's and the number one uh, you can also find me on Instagram I still can't remember uh, where but more and more people have found me i, I know think what I'm in the, it is yes i'm in the double digit of followers <gasps> if you can find me follow me there's nothing there but maybe one day there will be who knows maybe one day, one day. <laughs> 
Yes. Uh, and you can find me at JW underscore Cartwright uh, on all my social medias. You can find the show at th- uh, three black halflings. That's the number three black halflings. And be sure to check out our Patreon where we post regular bonus episodes and talk back stuff for our actual plays um, and general uh, just goodness. Like Liv said, check out our YouTube as well. Got a ton of content on there. Uh, London, one last time. Just a huge, huge thank you for jumping in so and good. doing this for us. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Y'all, y'all are the best. I just, I want to say just one last thing. Um, for like years now, I, I would be at my, my, my day job, you know, just daydreaming about my D&D dreams, my tabletop dreams and the plans and concoctions and all that kind of stuff. And one thing that's really helped me do that is from listening to you all. Like, you know, regularly oh, wow. and like, and, and just, you know, seeing black people having the space um, to, to create these worlds, to tell these stories together. It's so inspiring to me. And it's something that just helps me in, in my process of like, there's other people doing this. I'm not alone, you know, and there's people that look like me, people um, that are just so damned passionate about this world and about making it a better place so that more people can come in so that more people can tell their own stories so i respect you tremendously and i just want to thank you for having such a great just like place in my mind and heart for for like you know years now so thank you Dang. Oh, thank you so wow. much. Actually, right? that was amazing. Yeah, I was gonna say, Damn I'm like much. a little choked up. Right <laughs> real, now. real talk, real talk. <laughs> no, I, I really wow. appreciate that. Thank you. That is the the sole aim of the show, and I think uh, there is no better note possible to end on. So, mm-hmm. uh, a huge thank you to London Carlisle for running this game for us, and. Uh, uh, I hope that you halflings enjoyed it. We will be back next week. And uh, until then, so long, shy of folk. So long, so long shy of folk. Yeah! Yeah, I did it. Yeah, there we go. Did it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a HeadGum Podcast.